0: Welcome to the Heat in the Kitchen podcast. I'm Chef Avi Shemtov. My producer, Corey O'Leary. I told myself I was going to do that first today. It's the first time I've introduced him. Five episodes in, no one's ever heard my name. As almost always, Dave Becker's here (laughs) with us. Do I have to tell them what you own again, yet again? (laughs) I'll tell them. Sweet Basil and Needham, uh, Balani and Waltham, and Juniper and Wellesley. And then today we have a crazy special guest with us. Uh, We have Jerry Thornton from Barstool Sports.
1: Barstool Sports, exactly.
0: Amazing. Cool. And a a stand-up comic. Stand-up comic. formerly DEI. Yep, I was with
1: WEI for two years and uh, started stand-up. My first show was an open mic show on Labor Day night of 1990. Wow. Yeah, so I'm coming up on 30 years. Don't let the fact that you've never heard of me discourage you from the fact (laughs) that, yes, someone's still paying me.
0: Thornton's here from Barstool. A little sports, little politics. Mostly TNA in the 80s having the hotter chicks. Background movie chefs, Jerry's Cosby impression. Brady stays and losers use the comment section. Heat in the kitchen. Leave a comment below.
2: I I don't know if there's anybody that hasn't heard of you. Well, aren't you know, like uh, your Barstool Sports, like Original Six, right? Isn't it something like that? Could... Uh, original Four. Original Four. Yeah, I wow.
1: I got in, a, I don't think he had been publishing, when I say he, I mean Dave Portnoy. Right. I don't think he'd been publishing that newspaper that began us for a year. And I an ad popped up, I was looking for a writing opportunity, I do a lot of sports stuff in my stand-up, and uh, site looking for writers, so... I sent him an email and he came right back and said, "Send me a sample of stuff." And I did. And he says, "Okay, you're in." It doesn't pay anything.
2: Yeah. Well, you're uh, the poster boy for working for free. Yeah. I. Look I, it, You're worth a hundred million now. I heard. Right? Yeah. Is that the number? Yeah. Is that the number? No.
1: Yeah. I, I. I own slightly less of a stake in the company than Dave does. Yeah. Dave, Dave supposedly is worth a hundred million. Yeah. I own zero stake in it. Uh. But I. <laughs> but I draw Who a salary is and I. Who's your agent? You know, what? Look, this was long, long before, you know, uh, Penn National Gaming came in and and bought a big chunk of it. I was happy when it was bought out by uh, half of it was bought by Chernin because now it became a corporation and I could get all those boring things that prevented me from going full time before, like health and dental (laughs) and and a 401k or whatever. So that happened while I was at WEI and EEI let me leave my old full-time day job I was working for the state yeah that was that oh. was me I was I was working in the court system Oh nice I was a badge monkey as I like to call it uh-huh. All Rise that was one of mine uh-huh. yeah I came up with that nice. No uh, <laughs> you know doing jury trials at some little rinky dink uh, district court or whatever um, and got into a lot of trouble because I was always writing for bar stool when I should have been doing other things yeah, right. I'd have lawyers come up in the middle of the trials and go so uh, how do you think it's going? And I'm like, I'll be honest with you, I'm not paying a damn bit of attention. I'm on my phone looking up stuff about the Patriots, but I'm sure you're doing great. What is it? Shoplifting? Murder? Tell me. I don't I don't care. <laughs> um, but so I couldn't leave to go to Barstool full-time, but EEI gave me a chance. And then when they got bought out by Churn and they had that big Times Square press conference that everyone's seen by now, I was like, huh, I wonder, I wonder if they'd take me back. And David had me on his podcast and I reached out to him, and the neg- negotiation lasted two minutes. Yeah. I named a price. He said, sure. We shook hands. That was it. So That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It a great, it's it. Now it's continues to go to the moon. Yeah, it's n- uh, national. Oh, God. It was un- unheard of when it was a thing in a free newspaper box next to the, the – the, uh, you know, MBTA stations, and he was delivering the papers in an Astro van that was always getting Denver booted for unpaid tickets and yeah. crap. And I was like, maybe this will turn into something someday. So I...
0: So that ad that you responded to would have been like around 2010-ish?
1: No, uh, sooner. I would say more like four, 2004 or five. Oh, wow. yeah. I just
0: remember that in 2010, only because I remember where I was managing a real estate office at the time, there was an ad similar to that where Barstool was looking for somebody to write, also still unpaid, and a guy that worked for me was convinced that this was his moment, and he submitted all that, and he's not funny at all, like not even right. a little bit funny. Um, he wasn't a good real estate agent either, by the way, and uh, yeah, he was terrible. I don't know what he was doing with his life. And, you know what his thing was? He was ignoring real estate to write responses to an ad for something where you're supposed to be funny, and he wasn't, but I kind of wondered if, like, that would be funny to me if you got that spot, because I'm trying to picture this kid, Jimmy Yang, I'm trying to picture him ending up in your spot and how terrible Barcelona would be. It just wouldn't be funny. It wouldn't be interesting. He he wasn't even really a sports fan. The whole thing was weird. <laughs> so
1: as a real estate agent, he was a uh, a writer. And as a writer, he was a real estate agent. At, best. Could do <laughs> not, <laughs> At best. God only knows what he'd do. Have you stayed in touch with him? Do you know no. what he's doing today? Nope.
0: No. Also haven't kept in touch with him. No. Jeez. He's I, probably still trying to write for Barcelona. He's probably like, submitting things daily. Aren't we all? Oh, yeah. oh, aren't I we have, have all? people <laughs>
1: reach out to me all the time. Hey, can I send you some stuff? And can you get me a job there? And look, I get it. I get the appeal of it. I see why you want to do it. I'm so far removed from that. And I don't know how, how the people in charge handle it. Like just the I remember I st- when I first started with them, I we finally met after like months. And we were doing a radio show at uh, at The Place in the financial district. It was called The Place. Yeah, I know. And we he was paying for the time. And I, as I've said before, you could open up your window and yell out it, and more people will hear your voice <laughs> than listen to that that show. But I finally met him, and I said, do you ever turn people down? He goes, oh, I turn down 10 people a day.
3: Oh, is that right? And that yeah. was back then. Now right. it
1: must be 10 people a minute, you know, just, oh, just, just doing submissions. But um, – his instincts for hiring people has been great. It's it went way beyond a, a paper or a website. It's it's a lifestyle for people, you know. I I, I had a guy, a seventy year old guy from the Cape send me an email to just say, Hey, I really appreciate your writing or whatever. I have friends who have a thirteen year old son who's got a Saturdays for the boys flag on his wall.
3: Yeah, right.
1: You know, males, females, it's you know, for a while there we were tapped into this 30 year old culture of like cube monkeys and we were entertaining them. And now it's the
2: globe. You know, it's like the, that. Well, it's doing better than the globe. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah.
1: And of course I meant the earth, yeah, yeah, the globe, the, yeah. the globe, just because the New York times bought it for 1.1 $1. 1 billion and John Henry bought it for less than the real estate it was sitting on is worth. it doesn't mean that they're failing. Yeah. Right. No, Jesus. exactly.
3: Right. Yeah. But Although the- they just,
0: I will say they just, they just gave us a, uh, an accolade, my new restaurant here. And uh, it's been crazy how they move people still. Yeah, Um,
4: they're still kind of the the boss.
0: Yeah, I don't, which is so weird to me because I didn't know people read it. Um, But again, like, I mean, people had to tell me that we were in it. Uh, (laughs) But I appreciate it. The Saturdays for the Boys thing is funny. I was at a wedding in Aruba and all these, like, the guy getting married, great guy, he married my, my wife's college roommate. He's a corrections officer. So all of his buddies were, like, all, like, crazy correction officers. And they're getting ready to jump off of this boat in the water and all of a sudden they hold up this big sign that says Saturdays are for the boys and I turned to my wife I'm like what the fuck does Saturdays are for the boys mean <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know what it was but now I know like now I'm familiar somewhat with uh with barstool culture mainly I honestly started following barstool a little bit after you left EI I was more of a to me it was more impressive that you're on EI I'm I'm a guy sure. that just kind of like that's I so not, anymore. EI. not no, anymore it's not impressive at all well <laughs> I don't know you know what's
2: weird like no, Barstool is
0: huge. No, huge, Barstool's huge. huge. I'm just saying there's something about traditional media that to me is cool. I don't know why. Yeah, it
1: well, just, of course,
2: we grew up listening to yeah. it. That makes more sense. But um, like, You can't be on both? Uh,
1: no. no you can only only serve one master and the, and the same was true when EEI hired me. I'm saying, can I dabble with Barstool? and they're like, yeah no we need you every every day Gotta go on, uh, call her
2: daddy or something
1: yeah and they gave me a they gave me space on their uh, their dot com and that was a chance for me to continue to write the stuff that I wrote for Barstool for there. So I enjoyed that part of it and they, they had no objection to me going on Dave's podcast or whatever. And I appreciated the opportunity. I mean, I said to them when I left, like, you guys changed my life. It's not ever, often you can say that to a guy. Right. Um, and they offered me a new contract to come back, but they totally understood why the stool had, had an appeal to me. And the, what I found the major difference is when I went to EEI, it opened up a whole new audience who were mainly 50 years old and older. Oh, right. And, you know, if we did, like, a remote sense. at some bar room or whatever, there I would bump into, like, stoolies who were always in their, like, 20s. Mm-hmm. You know? and like, oh, we miss you. We miss you on, on, on Barstool. I'm like, I didn't die. Yeah, I'm, yeah, just, right. I'm just yeah. at a different URL address yeah, or whatever. Basically, yeah. But, you know, they're two separate worlds, and I kind of, I guess, have a foot in each one of them.
0: So you didn't die. The only thing is, though, and, again, just to bring up something that Callahan said last week, you know, he said radio is just too safe. And I think that's true, especially, I mean, I don't know. To me, especially E.I., like I could see where to a bar stool fan, it's similar to dying, just in the sense <laughs> that like the 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 stuff that you're able to say when you're on a bar stool yeah. stops being the kind it of stuff sanitizes. you can say. Yeah, I mean yeah. the stuff that the the and I won't bore people with the same story over, but there was something a couple weeks ago on E.I.'s morning show that they beeped out, and it took like a couple minutes to try to figure out what had been uh-huh. dropped, and then it turned out to be like. The word retarded, which is again something like I don't say in my day to day life. I'm not a proponent of saying, but I was like, that's where we're disclaimer
2: every single time. All right, I'm just saying, well,
0: because I don't want someone to think like Avi thinks that saying retarded is okay to say. It's not something I say. It's just not for. It's just not my thing. But I was like, that's what we're that's what we're like panicking about on the radio now is and it it. wasn't calling a person even. They said that's retarded. Uh, So I was like, so we're at a point now where that's being bleeped out. Like that's I don't understand it. But they do say the word pussy.
2: How does that work? I don't know what the rules of radio well, are. Well they showed yeah, it they showed it on the Super Bowl halftime show last night, so what does it <laughs> Jesus, matter?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean Yeah, it, was, it, was it was I mean,
1: Yeah, it, the, and that line moves all the time and maybe that's in a in a good way. I, I can say this. I never um, had to put anything in the, in the swear jar. Right. Like I, I think I'm good with having a natural governor. Yeah. of course. Yeah, And it was good. Like from being around my mom, like I'd, I'd, (laughs) I'd, you know, I'd I'd have a weekend with my buddies where, you know, you couldn't finish a sentence without dropping the C bomb in there at least once and get home. And like, you know, I would, I would filter that stuff out. Sometimes my humor got crossed the line and I got bleeped and I found that to be like, you know what, I'm not doing my job if I don't push that envelope a little bit. Yeah, of course. You know, because I was with two very safe guys. I was with Michael Hawley, who is a deep, devout Christian guy who probably has never sworn in his life. And I get Dale Arnold, who comes from that Nessing culture of everything is safe and you stay between the lines and, you know, you don't cross it. And then I come in as this agent of chaos or whatever, and I I reined it in a lot, but, um, yeah, it's – I, some of the safety, like getting rid of the word retarded, I'm all about that. I, sure. I, I, it's, everyone should have one word that bugs them to no end, and that's, that's mine. Um, I also don't fall to the ground and start like swallowing my tongue if someone uses it either. So I'm just you a know? little bit more yeah.
0: like my point about the culture is I'd rather be the guy on the radio show who like someone goes that's retarded and then I go dude don't say that like that's not like what do you that you say that word out loud like that's a thing you do as opposed to beeping it out and it's like someone in the back is like oh my god please like beep that we can't have that word heard. That, sure. That's more what I mean. I don't well,
1: yeah. that, I can't imagine what it was like for Jerry Callahan because you know he went through there and I'm a huge fan of his you know when it was basically the Wild West. And they crossed a couple of lines and got burned for it or whatever. That happens when, you, when you're speaking extemporaneously 20 hours a week. Right. For years. For 20 years. Yeah. You're, you're going to stub your toe. Right. It, it happens. I mean, Howard Stern apologized for things sincerely or whatever. Now he's apologizing like for his entire life. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Stern has just done a complete 180, and oh he hates Howard Stern.
0: I don't like yeah. that. It bores me. It, it actually yeah. makes me wonder. And um, – I don't know. It's cool. So meeting Jerry and talking to Jerry was so cool because it was like the moment we walked in the room, Jerry was like Jerry Callahan. He was exactly who he always was. I dig authenticity. Even if I think you're – even if I hate everything about you, I love that it's authentic. And to me, the thing that I wonder about with Stern, and sometimes there's guys in this local market I wonder about this too, is – I don't know, maybe he really never was that guy. Maybe he was always someone that, that was sitting around going, How can I piss people off today? Instead of just being himself. Because yeah, the one eighty that Howard Stern has done, I'm uncomfortable for him. Like I'm uncomfortable with the idea that like you're dude, he used to say things that like make Louis C.K. seem clean. Like weird stuff. Like talk about shaving his his newly his new girlfriend. And I'm like, dude, you got teenage daughter. Like this is weird. Oh,
1: his mom's pubic mound. Yeah, and yeah stuff like this is like weird <laughs> shit.
0: And now and now he's like Right, he like wants to like be. At be you know, they call him Howie Hamptons on the they, they used to on the morning show, and that's exactly it. He wants to be at those parties. Now he's on those TV shows, and I'm like, I don't know how to. Re, I don't know how to reconcile the fact that you used to be the bad guy, and now you want so bad to be in that in crowded, it's corny. Oh yeah.
1: Me. Oh, you get guy. Everyone evolves, and that's that's cool. That's that's life. There's a difference between evolving and then repudiating everything you had <laughs> right. done. Like yeah. after like, from one day to the next to the point where his favorite thing used to be I remember tuning into his old TV show the Channel 9 show oh, my I God. come home I late on like a Friday night he fried egg
4: on his own nuts like,
3: yeah. like okay. he, used he used to do what he used to do I what? saw a guy
4: wearing a Speedo and he sprayed lighter fluid so they just found some clown to do this Yeah. and he like lit it on fire and fried an egg on his package <laughs> it, was, it was the best I saw that in 5th grade it changed that was the be- <laughs> in 5th grade that might be the
0: best you're going like that was the best I'm going that's really fucking stupid oh, but. Awesome. I,
1: I remember uh, I came home I got dropped off by a buddy of mine I walk in the house half biffed and it's Friday Night, and I pop on his Channel Nine show, and he had fishing rods with hot dogs on them. Was feeding them to strippers.
4: Okay, now his favorite
1: thing is Ellen DeGeneres dancing. Oh, right, <laughs> Which, up, he, yeah, he just, said yeah. that's that is my favorite. He loves Rosie O'Donnell. Now, I listened to him on a on a Conan podcast, and he wasn't going for laughs. It was very serious because it's one of the funniest podcasts out there normally, and he was sincerely just saying, "I just feel terrible about the way I made." Other people feel to get a cheap laugh. It's like, I. But I, I'm into people. It's kind of to your point, Avi, who their in, inner voice sounds exactly the same as their out outer voice. Right, right. Say what you will about Trump. I think that he doesn't have a filter. You know, like he's not. You know, this guy's I think a suspect. Mitt Romney. I don't trust. I think oh, his yeah. inner voice is evil, and his outer voice is, "This is great and everything's swell, and I well, care about you, does. the working person." Give me that guy, and I think Callahan's one of those guys. I don't think oh, he has two separate – he doesn't have that Smeagol-Gollum thing. I like to think <laughs> I don't either. I, I, There's different facets of it, but I'm – So how
4: how's Howard Stern doing, like, ratings-wise? Is it, like, working for him? You know, I don't know. He's I on
1: that no serious idea. XM thing, and he just kind of owns – Two channels on there, so I don't think ratings really even matter. I don't think anything drives it if except you, for him just trying to have a, a nicer obituary. Yeah. Right, I mean, if you
0: remember, he was that he was he was serious. So like serious, he was their big get to make people tune over. Or like that was Subs- the yeah. thing to subscribe. Yeah. So like the thing is, I think at this point, right, it's probably more about equity and ownership and serious. When makes I, all their money in when I bought my car a bunch they
4: sold this. it to me with like yeah it free. comes with a howard stern right. on the thing. Yeah, exactly yeah. oh it's like
1: crack dealers same thing my wife leased a car and it's got Sirius xm and six months in the lease the, the, oh. that contract was up and she's like oh no i need this i need to I listen know. to my opera channel on my way to work i'm <laughs> yeah. like what the hell so tell me. us
0: about your experience with crack dealers no, I'm just I, you know, I'm, I'm a mess I, I don't
1: want to judge anybody, but I'm sure. I'm into the crystal. Well, uh, not, so yeah. sure. So
2: I mean, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, in fact, I did you take a shot? Sure. By the way, the South Shore. My wife's from Jersey. Okay. And I would say, like, there's no one that loves where they're from, like people from Jersey, except actually the South Shore. People that are from, like, if I, I picture the South Shore as like I'm driving into Boston, and instead of hanging my left, I bang that right. If I take that right. Everyone down from there to the Cape loves where they're from, like really hardcore. Actually, I should mention all these craft beers are from craft beer sellers. I was seller going that. Yes, uh, what are we K drinking? is amazing over there. Fat to,
2: Tire, is that what you're
0: drinking? I'm drinking Fat Tire. We've got some Torpedo and some Purple Haze. But uh, have you ever been to craft beer sellers? In Braintree?
1: Oh, listen, you are sharing my culture right here, and I, the, we've got brew pubs everywhere. A couple of weeks ago, I met a guy, it, uh, it just someone I would met before, and he wanted to sit down and just discuss a project or whatever. At noon on a Saturday. In January at this one brew pub in my historic uh, t- homeland of, of Weymouth. And it was every table in there was packed and there was a line around the building
0: for uh, cans to take home. Oh,
1: okay. Noon on a Saturday. Yeah. That's the Celsior culture. Saturdays right up for the boys. So I do.
0: A, I own a company called Tap uh, Mobile Beer Trucks and I do a beer garden in Braintree. Uh, through the fall every year and it starts at noon on a Saturday yep. and it is route I've never it's so much fun the people are cool it's just great but what I find amazing is all these folks on the South Shore are like you could have the best craft beer in America and and they don't they don't give a shit if it's not from the South Shore yeah, but man yeah. if I told them I'm like yes yeah, some dude from Weymouth pissed in this they'd be like give me three of them I'll take it <laughs> if it's Weymouth pissed it's Wait, be amazing. Weymouth North Weymouth South
1: all right where, where do you go to high school yeah. You know? Oh, it's yeah. like that in Weymouth, too. I know uh, it's like we, that in Quincy. Uh, we used to. We reunified. Quincy. Unified. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it, like, that's why, even though I've not lived in Weymouth for a while, I still say Weymouth because when you do, people go, oh, you must know Fitzy <laughs> or Kitsy or Big yeah. Head or Little Head or whatever. And, sure. you know, no, nobody ever uh, says that about, I don't know,
0: to pick a town at random. Sharon. Yeah, right. Oh,
1: my gosh, Sharon. I know Sharon, yeah. you know. Well, no, um, if I tell I,
0: them I'm from Sharon, which I am, they're like, You're Jewish, aren't you? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) which I am, so I can't really refute. But oh yeah, like it's a it's a ghost
1: town during the Jewish holidays. Like there's one kid sitting on the school bus. Yeah, Yeah. well, you appreciate
0: this, Dave, as a as a restaurateur. The fucked up part is that because of all the Jewish holidays. Like, the, it's impossible to figure out the cycle of, like, okay, you know you're going to be slow here, but then it's going to get busy again here.
4: Like, after the fast days, it's nuts. Like, well, everyone comes in all hungry. And by. no one's even religious, yeah. though, around
0: yeah. here. It's just that, like, okay, it's a well-to-do well enough town that everyone just disappears for the summer. So you go, okay, September is going to pick back up, right? People get back into their schedule. Except September is, like, I don't know who the fuck made the Jewish calendar, but it's, like, High holiday, high the holiday, Jews. super – is that – you think the, that's who yeah, it was? the Jews, yeah. I don't think so. I think yeah, it was the rest the, of the world to control <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, the Jews probably made that calendar at some point, yeah. They probably made yeah. that religion, too. I mean, that's probably uh, how the, it happens. The, I think their God
1: yeah. did, you know, yeah. and, and here's here's the major difference as a Catholic boy myself. Sure. Like, Is he the same God? Well, the Old <laughs> Testament God uh, is different than the New Testament God. The New so Testament God? God's all about um, forgiveness and atonement and, you know, and love and – the Old Testament God is about suffering and punishment. I mean, yeah, fucking Job. Job he wiped out his family, burned down his house, and then gave him boils on his neck. Like just for <laughs> laugh. All because he had a bet going with uh, with Satan. Like, all right, let's just watch, let's use this guy. And Job Job is one of his, his followers, so I'm like, all right. Now I believe in both of them. I think it's the same guy, but he just kind of mellowed by the time. You know, my guys started writing stuff.
0: (laughs) I dig it. I'm not a particularly religious person, so I'm more of the school of thought that I'm like, I don't know who the fuck made this stuff up and why they chose to. Like, if I was going to make up a religion, I wouldn't make it hard on me. That's just not how I would do it. Oh,
1: yeah. Mine would be one of those cults. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, the, would, it, would it Creed Bratton say from Dunder Mifflin? I've been in cults, and I've led a few. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's more fun to be a follower, but there's more money to be a leader. Uh, I would have one of those. People bring me
2: money and— no, the Scientology yeah. one. That's the best one, right?
1: Uh, Scientology <laughs> is a religion, and uh, those people deserve every tax break uh, in the world. I'm right. Jerry Thornton. Do not harass me.
0: <laughs> By the way, that was uh, Corey. I, I also want no part of that, okay? Oh, I've respect seen the you. that. I've I Seen the Netflix thing? Yeah, uh, respect you. What was the chick? Uh, uh, R- Leah, Leah, Leah Remini. Leah, Leah
1: Remini. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that just will chill you to the to the bone. Going yeah. clear, the documentary where they just, oh, if yeah. you split from the church, they buy the house across from your your house. And spend 24 hours a day making your life miserable. Yeah. But hey, no, that's they're just you- exercising their religious freedom. Leave me alone, everybody. <laughs> if you get out of their
2: high rise, they can lock you in first, and then if you manage to get out, then your life is hell after that. I think we should just stop talking about Scientology. Gary. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. yeah. like the shit out of me. I don't I know nobody. how the hell we ever got onto the religion yeah. thing. Yeah, I'm even yeah. shitting on his own his yeah. own people. That's no, it's because you mentioned Sharon,
0: started. so we can't talk about. There's nothing else. I to I talk want to talk about,
4: about bar pizza because I've never had it.
3: You've never
0: had nope. South Shore bar pizza. Uh, no, nope. okay. I make the so best.
3: See,
4: our mutual yeah. friend
1: Kerry Byrne yeah. told me this years ago, and it and it broke my brain. What I, the pizza I grew up on, what we call bar pizza, which is cooked in a pan that big, that's you know there. with the sides on it, served in cardboard inside a paper bag. He said <laughs> it only exists on the South Shore, and not only that, it gets more specific. It made its way down Route 37, through like uh randolph you know dorchester down to like oh like holbrook braintree whatever oh that's a bar pizza pan that's a bar pizza pan there you go it gets all the burnt bits (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and and the fact that, like, Route 37 somehow is the Silk Road from which this has migrated from the old world to the new world. Like like Marco Polo first brought it back or whatever from, from Dorchester. And, and the
0: craziest part about South Shore Pizza is that, so it's like it's all about the burnt edges and all that yeah. stuff, but the coolest or the craziest part is that depending on where you grew up, like I'm from Sharon, so for us it was Town Spa. And oh, so sure, was like, absolutely. And that's, like, one of the places, and Chronicle then people will claim – D- will you yeah because yeah, yeah, so, yeah. well i'll tell you where so my personal opinion is randolph in randolph at linwood linwood to yep. me that's the best right. i i actually think people will say that spa like people will go it was better before it moved it moved like 30 years ago so like i grew up eating it at the newer place <laughs> i don't know big d's in canton is dope right. really good but um what's the alumni out by where you guys are that was uh, a good one y- yeah that's had that.
1: that's a biggie uh poopsies which is down in pembroke okay i've heard of it i've never had it i mean it's been there so long i i literally had a night where ate at poopsies and then went across the street to the old movie theater and saw tootsie it was kind of a weird (laughs) theme night what is this show about by the way (laughs) this is like what attention deficit theater i love it this This is kind of i would yeah
0: maybe that's what we'll call it no it's uh I don't know. It's kind of about food, sort of about life. No, it's cool. it's never. Uh, yeah. We
2: say that you say it's about food every weekend. We talk about food for like ten percent of the because show because we
0: never have the people like. Well, it depends. Like Dave can talk about fine. You want to talk about food? I was told by the way, <laughs> is it true you used to cook for a living?
1: Yes, yes. Tell I me have about a degree that. in culinary arts. I it or that's, not? That's what Carrie told and me. It's not. I, I went to Newbury College in uh, in Brookline, and I was working full time while I was there. It's just a friend of mine hired me to work in his kitchen, and I said, you know what? I I like this. I I. I I, well, the thing that drew me to, to to cooking, the the appeal is, it's all the disciplines. It's it's artistic. It's scientific. It's uh, it's creative. It's improvising things. It's accounting. You know, and I, I like that. Ultimately, it wasn't my path. That's why I don't bring it up much because it's so incongruous to a guy, who sits around all day in his you know in a Batman sweatshirt writing stupid stuff about the Patriots <laughs> or whatever. Um, and I, I, I now I. I grill and I smoke, but I don't do a lot of like real elegant, high end cooking. I'm just cooking for my family or whatever. But yeah, yeah I've lived. I've lived this life.
0: That's very cool. And uh, and then you just chose. So you went from there to the court stuff. Yeah, got got.
1: And I was working in corporate uh, food service, which was kind of a not a lot of money, but it was a nice life. You know, it was nine to five and holidays and weekends.
0: See, it's and, funny. We think of corporate as like. Not as cool, but good money and a better life. Like that's the way, yeah, yeah, yeah right. the we way think of so. that as good money. You know, like- the money
1: wasn't great, but I was in an air-conditioned office and I was out the door three o'clock every afternoon yeah. and whatever. And you know, you stayed late sometimes, but there was overtime. Yeah. Oh my God, that was a thing. Um, you know, I was working in one of the high rises in downtown Boston, so it was a little side of things I never would have seen otherwise. But um, ultimately, it wasn't my path. And I, I worked in a restaurant for a little while. And we've all had that experience where your life is. All right, you're working 12 to 9, which means you'll be lucky to be getting out at midnight, and you're going to walk in, and a crazed rageaholic is going to be screaming at you, I'm in the weeds! Get changed! Let's go! Let's go! You know, where you need a shower before work and after work, you know, it's the only occupation where that's the the case. So, um, yeah, it ultimately wasn't for me. I I enjoyed it. It was a path to something else, but ultimately I was like, "Eh, I just want to tell jokes, and write stuff. and, yeah, well,
2: and I've worked know. on Avi's uh, food truck maybe like five, ten times. Not Probably not even ten. I don't want to work that hard. Fuck that. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? Like, this guy, yeah. this guy works like 120 hours a week. It's like, just like, these less things. than that, like 108. Yeah, 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 exactly.
1: Is it 120 hours a week of doing something you really love or is it, it, is it a grind? Because for me, it was more of a grind. So
0: for me, and I would be interested to hear what Dave says, I I would say it's like 100 hours a week and Sixty of those are doing things that I love, and then forty hours are doing like grind or stuff that I just don't care about. But you have to do if you want to be successful. Um, and that's the part of my job that I always say, like, I wish that that I could just cook for a living. But I made the mistakes of opening businesses, and so I don't just cook for sure. a living. I do a bunch of stuff that
4: dealing with the ego. I want to do. That's what I think yeah, I've talked about that. Before. Oh yeah, like people managing. Yeah, just dealing off. with the people. My favorite part is like hanging out, shoot the shit, make some food, talk about soup. <laughs> sure. Yeah, and and not
1: to mention employing the unemployable in a lot of cases. Oh, right. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's the, it's the last stop for a lot of people between just getting on the public dole and and actually having a job. We should actually
0: working. work out a deal with Barstool, where those ten people a minute that are being turned down come to one of our restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, can I get a job at Barstool? No, go work at Simca. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, you can
1: you can cook on the line, but you have to be able to find time to tell me what you would have blogged about tom brady's contract but see see, the leverage
0: for me would be perfect because then when someone was like dragging or something listen i need you to hurry up on that well listen you could leave and you could just go work at bars oh no they told you no you can't you better be faster on the dishes then oh yeah it it,
1: it, you know it is an insane life i have a specific memory that just came back to me of i i had a traffic ticket some minor thing that led me to court and um i get there and i'm working in a restaurant, this is my life, I'm pulling 60 hours, weeks or whatever, and I see people standing around talking, and they're on the clock, and they're just at the courthouse, and they're having friendly conversations, and I go, I don't have, 30 seconds a week to do what these guys are doing. I don't even get to eat. Like, what the F? And then I became that guy. Yeah, I was about to say, you got that job. <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, now, that was a tough transition, believe me, to go from one to the other. I almost got the bends. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They had to put me in a hyperbaric chamber to slowly you – know, like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do? Yep. I'm just sitting here doing nothing. Yep, that's yeah, what you that's should it. be doing. My God, this is a godsend. And I, it ruined me for life. Like, now I could never work for – I sometimes have bad dreams where I'm back in the kitchen and it's just the, oh. the bills are, I mean, you know, the, the receipts are coming in and the, the, you know, the grill stops working or whatever. It's like those stress dreams to this day. And I haven't done it, in it decades.
3: Together. Yeah. yeah um, so
2: no, I was going to say, Abby said, oh, we should work out a deal with Barstool. I was going to say. Jerry's on the podcast every week and El Prez buys the penn national buys this uh, this podcast but just buys it out that could be the deal Why do you want him to send people to the restaurant? I mean you could do a podcast I mean
0: I need employees that I need employees in my restaurant more than I need to be uh, to be, have a, a Famous
2: podcast. Dude, they're a public company.
1: Yeah, I'm all about uh, under-promising and over-delivering on that. I can't... <laughs> every the week, bus- you can't be here every week? The business side of it is something I'm not involved in. Also, I never desired to own a restaurant. I never decided to start my own website or anything like that. I haven't that. had I, a job in
2: 10 years. You're
1: so. either wired that way or you're not. Yeah, and I, right. I just want to... It's like doing comedy. Like, I run a few comedy rooms, uh, including Victory Point at uh, Marina Bay in Quincy, where we're having a show this uh, February 22nd. Um, but I, I'm more wired to say, what time do I show up? What do you want me to do? And then I get paid, and I'll, I'll do the yeah, best I, I the can mail. at right. that, you know, as opposed to being the guy in charge. Yeah. It's, not, it's It's. not. I'm not even in charge of my own life. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I'm the vice president of my own car. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, right, exactly,
3: <laughs> yeah
0: so by re- from reading your stuff and listening to you i've gauged that you like tom brady a little bit
3: a, bl-
1: a little bit you seem
0: like you're a tom brady guy a little i bit. was
1: filling in with uh, jerry callahan's morning show one day and we got to interview him and i said uh, hi tom i just want to start up by saying i'm a fan of your quarterbacking and uh then i mentioned that it was my birthday and he said I happy re- birthday to me oh, i remember God, that was the day. Greatest moment yeah. when i'm getting called to my great reward when that shaft of light comes down out of the ceiling I want that voice to be the one to welcome me. Yeah, to the great no, Tom Brady. Yeah.
2: At, at your wake, you know, they play the music. You just have that on loop the whole time. Yeah, just Happy Birthday, Jerry. Yeah, happy, yep. happy, happy Birthday, Jerry. Happy Birthday, Jerry. Yeah. Happy. You call me Jerry. So where, do, okay, where
1: so. do you
0: stand on uh, last night Brady's Hulu thing? Is that is that his announcement? He's coming back. How's this going
3: to work? Out? Yeah,
1: he can. He can. The, the whole Patriots organization can stop toying with my fragile emotions mm-hmm. right sure. now. I mean, going back to Gronk last year, where I'm like, he's putting out these like you know five word um, you know. Instagram te- posts, and I'm like Google searching what that means to find out is it some rap lyric or is it talking about paying a oh, stripper yeah. or is it him wanting right. to get paid or whatever? Like, I uh, this is too much for me right yeah. now, okay? I'm in a very delicate state. So, him doing that, and it was one of the things I suspected that okay, that that could be an ad thing. And yeah. then, yeah, you wrote like, looked, a
2: couple articles right about just about that picture, didn't you? Yes, oh,
1: absolutely. <laughs> Listen, last week. I'm driving to a, a, I've written a couple of books about the Patriots, From Darkness to Dynasty and Five Rings, soon to be Six Rings, Um, and I'm driving to a book appearance and I had to pull into a Chinese restaurant because there were two reports I got, phone calls, that Brady and Giselle were in Nashville
3: checking like, out I, po- oh, yeah.
1: private schools so i had to write a blog from my phone just because it, it became my job yeah, on right. that second call and then i come out of the thing and then there's that cryptic wordless post of him is he walking out is he walking back in people are breaking this thing down like the fucking warren commission yeah right you know like it and then a day later it occurred to me that it looked just like a kobe ad on his final yeah, game right, the yep. same pose or whatever and then I suspect that this could just be a cynical way for them to yeah. make a buck. Oh, and the oh, marketers. Oh, <laughs> oh, the people at my Super Bowl party will live it. I'm like, this
2: is yeah. this is the price of why are they live well, it. Hey, he, why I, I, listen? Tom Brady can do whatever he wants as far as I'm concerned. You, want know, he That's he true. Want, you know, yeah, I mean? but he Hulu, Hulu got their money's worth.
1: I I know, but then I was was waiting for, like, you know, Bill Belichick explaining that he benched Malcolm Butler for Hulu or something. (laughs) Like, you know, can we stop the toying with us on this? um... quick, Quick point about Super Bowl commercials. Is it too much to ask that they be sexy like they used to well i'm asking for tna is that too much
0: i mean you, you didn't get you did you not watch the halftime show i watched that no for, no for some reason the there half-time, was t there was a there yes was b there was all kinds of stuff and it's like
1: look i'm a i'm a red-blooded american male give me more of that but there's certain places where you can get away with anything now right and then you can't so for instance Super Bowl ads. Remember the one, you know, Taste great, less Film, and the girls are fighting in a, oh, yeah, in a, yeah. in a fountain yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. or they'd yeah. have Adriana Lima selling underwear or whatever. And now it's become totally safe, even though the rest of TV has this full frontal nudity and uh, Game of Thrones and you know sex scenes right. on like you know Bravo or whatever. Right. But God forbid you show cleavage in a commercial. It's got to be the doofusy guy who wants the Bud Light or whatever. Like. Bring it back to where it, it used to be. Movies, too. Movies are antiseptic now. When was the last time you saw real, like, Mr. Skin-level TNA in a major release movie?
3: Yeah. I don't know. I have to Google that.
4: I'd have to Google that. Like, Total Recall from the 90s, I was watching it. It was, like, off-the-charts violent. You know what I mean? Like, they just wouldn't do it anymore. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Listen, I,
1: grew up, my, I cut I mean, my teeth in the, mm-hmm. in the 80s era of teen sex comedies so it was fast like times. Re- fast <laughs> times revenge of the nerds yeah. uh you know porkies which was garbage but that kind of started the whole thing right those were pg those were pg oh, wow uh, phoebe kate's getting out of the pool to the to the sound of those uh, are pg i didn't
2: even know that
1: yeah. I, not only was a pg <laughs> it was directed by a woman yeah I'm sorry, like, I just – st- men are still wired the same way. Like, I, there's only so much entertainment I can get out of baby Mr. Peanut, okay? <laughs> okay. You want to call call my attention when I want to go grab another beer? Like, just no, well, show I me a hot actress. Mo- yeah. Most
2: of the uh, women, I, I don't have a – don't they have a problem with it? Look at, all right, Barstool Sports, call her daddy. That's, like, the biggest podcast there is. That, yep. that thing is huge, and it's just two girls talking about sex. You know what I mean? And everybody listens to it. Probably – female leader, uh, listenership is probably higher than male. I uh, mean, well, you, know yeah. yeah. you know what's funny is you point out
0: men are still wired the same way. And I, I agree with that 100 percent. And yet I think that I think we live in a culture because I actually think it's not just guys that are wired the same way. Women are wired the same way and expressing it more than right. before. On one on one side, like our music culture and stuff like that, it's getting more and more and more out front. And yet when it comes to advertising and movies, we live in this cancel culture where everyone that goes to express that inner voice that just, that just to be funny like when you're around your friends you're just in private you make jokes because they're funny and, and these people know you well enough to know like, that doesn't mean this guy hates whoever he just joked about or, or thinks that death is funny or someone's tragedy is hilarious or anything you just make the joke because it's funny and now they make movies they make commercials and they sit there and they go now we have to watch it and wonder if any single possible human being can attack us and humiliate us and say that we're done forever based on anything that's on that and then they just sterilize it. And, and it is. It's ruining, thing, it's ruining entertainment to some degree. And yet, last night on the halftime show, that was like as out there as we've seen in a while. But be, I don't know, maybe because, I don't know, they, I saw Bill today as like female empowerment. But then I've also seen they're getting killed about it. People are calling it inappropriate. Nope.
2: See, that, that's my brand of feminism.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm with you. The, um, the empowerment thing. Like, look, if you want to. They want to
2: do it, yeah. Who am I to tell them they can't do that?
1: Right. If, if, if you want to shake your stuff like Shakira and J-Lo did knock yourself out if you would rather dress like the wife in a polygamy cult that again your your call you know (laughs) know what i mean would you have watched
0: it would you have watched that version the polygamy cult dress version yeah definitely not (laughs) no no no. listen i I, I, I,
1: i'm not even predisposed to watching the halftime show i I do (laughs) because it's part of my job now but i mean i missed janet jackson's nipple because i was in my buddy's next room shooting pool because it was the halftime show like what do i need to see you know Justin Timberlake and and Janet Jackson for. And so the next day I I had taken my my, uh, job off, uh, the next day off from my job, because even then I was writing about the game for Barstool, um, and I turned on the TV and everyone was talking about the halftime show, and I literally didn't know why. I didn't know what had had, had happened there because I'd missed the whole thing. Um, Fun fact about that, you know what pop culture phenomenon rose out of her uh, nipple? No. YouTube.
3: Oh shit.
1: Yep. That there was so many searches online for Janet Jackson's boob or whatever variations of it that someone just said, you know what, there's a market for yeah. fresh video that we can post and you know, the public can just have access to and sign up on our account and that exists only. So think because, about
0: how much Janet Jackson's nipple changed the world.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. Like it, it, it,
0: so where would we be without youtube right now where would we right. be without youtube I know, where didn't... would you be without who knows right
1: it, i mean it's it's for from me it's an ever growing part of how i entertain myself if oh, i have a saturday morning i don't feel like i have to work i want to relax before i turn on tv i'm i'm picking up my tablet and i'm just watching videos about movies or reviews or sports or whatever oh, yeah, right. and my kids do it more than i do and i think it's eventually going to replace movies and you know, in, in TV, probably.
4: What was yeah. the ad with uh, with uh, Wilfred Brimf- uh, Brimley, who's you know the guy that does the yeah. oatmeal and diabetes? So, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, diabetes is the, <laughs> what diabetes. the hell. So like, this is this is how my staff is working. They weren't talking about the halftime show and there are people dancing, whatever. They talked about Wilfred Brimley not believing how yeah. young he is. <laughs> yeah, he's eighty. Um, he's eighty-four years old. He's looked like he's like a hundred for like forty years. Yeah. So the only thing I saw about so, him was I saw a clip that just showed him
0: like from a while ago and it said, know. this is what he looked like at 50. And then a clip of J-Lo. <laughs> that's
4: what yeah. right? I saw. And I think <laughs> also a lot of people are <laughs> uh, confusing. I, I thought he was on an ad. I was like, wait a second. How does this all come up? So no, like... and
1: I, I think a lot of people, too, are com- um, confusing Andy Reid with him. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to well, say. The casual fans it. who had never right, seen right. it. And you look at—they're both, you know, lovable, walrus mustache, right. fat Brimley's men. Way you know thinner. what I mean? Brimley's way yeah. thinner. And <laughs> Andy also, a big boy. I, and I oh, think—remember we were talking earlier really about inner voice, outer voice? I, I'm pretty sure that he is an unrepentant asshole and always was. You know oh, what I oh, mean? Yeah. He's America's grandpa doing reverse mortgage commercials yeah, or right. whatever the fuck he's doing. <laughs> you know? And, I thought you meant Andy Reid for a second. Did you? Oh see no, him? Andy <laughs> Reid. Andy Reid's just—he's a, a nice he, guy. He wore an Aloha shirt. Yeah,
3: everybody loves Andy
1: Reid. As. As Homer Simpson said, those shirts can only be worn by Polynesian waiters and big fat party animals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: and he is the latter. I Dude.
2: love the video of him in like pump pass and kick in whatever year that was. And he oh like, Oh my gosh. They, you know they what spelled mean? his name wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you see the size of it? Have you ever seen this video? Yeah.
0: So this guy that is that's a professional football coach, um, he there's a there's a video that you have to google to find and it's on youtube and it's him in the i think he's in the fifth grade and it's it's punt pass and kick he's three times bigger than anybody else there like it's it's absurd. He looks like a grown adult man who's huge with a bunch of little kids. It doesn't make sense. You look at it, you don't believe he's in fifth grade. Oh, yeah, yeah
1: and, and it wouldn't surprise you if he walked across the street afterwards and went into a bar without getting carded. <laughs> no, you know what I, I mean? These kids are, like, coming up to his elbow and, and stuff. And
0: he's in, like, a little football uniform, too. So it's just like he looks for he looks like Chris Farley in, in like, a skit. Yeah. That's what it looks like. It's too good. You know, and if
1: there's another person I like more than Brady, and that's hardly possible. I, I'll tell you a brief story. My, my brother calls me during the playoffs last year, and um, the Red Sox playoffs, I mean, and, and they're playing the Astros, and he goes, doesn't even say hello. I, I'm not going to clean this up. If you bleep it, feel free. No, to wait, up. bleep goes, it. No, this okay. is a, this goes, a podcast, baby. Doesn't even say hello. He goes, all right, here's the deal. You could be Brady banging Giselle, or you could be Justin Verlander banging Kate Upton. Who would you rather be? And I said, out of those names you gave me, I, think I most want to be Giselle. <laughs> I knew it. Dude, dude, that's stupid. I knew it. That, I knew it. happened. Um, but I I I might even like Belichick more if that's, that's what I was gonna ask. And Belichick and Andy Reid are such boys that they had a consecutive streak going of making trades during the draft. Oh, that's right, yeah. That I've just to this. keep it alive, like one of them is sitting on the 233rd pick, and the other one's sitting on the 234th, and they were just bored, so they said, let's just swap picks right. just, to, just to do it. Like, so he's he no, Reed's cool for me. I'm, I'm, I'm glad he anybody, won. Good, good for him. Anybody that you
2: know? like coached that long made Donovan McNabb a respectable quarterback, then I, I, I get all the props in the world to him to finally win a championship. To be in it that long and actually win, it's got to be, like, the best feeling. You know what I mean? Because at some point you've got to be like, I'm never going to win. You know, I guess once you get Patrick Mahomes, you think you got to win, but yeah, <laughs> and
1: to not the- have that moment where he messes up because he's got a bad yeah. history of managing oh, of the course. clock and well, you time know what? they were da- they were
2: down the whole game, so it's like well. You- Throw it, give, put the ball in Mahomes' hand. You know what I mean. Once you're up, that's when it, you get nervous, like the 49ers did, I guess. Well, Shanahan,
0: who has been outscored, I saw something like 46 to nothing in the last two fourth quarters of Super Bowls. One as the offensive coordinator, once as a head coach. Oh, that's painful. That sucks.
1: Oh, that yeah, and and by all means, he seems like a good guy too. And and yes. in fact, Belichick, I think. You know, he loved his puppy Jimmy G and wanted to give him a good home. So he sent him to Kyle Shanahan and to John Lynch so that he would be taken care of and have a nice tree that he could like run. But we all hold on. We all agree
2: that Belichick wanted to keep Brady though, right? Yes. All right. Yeah. Yeah, And
1: it's the biggest fallacy out there and it's what it's you know, it's the Stalin said the big lie, the more you say it, people will believe it. Right. One article that was filled with factual inaccuracies. In ESPN, the magazine said that Belichick was forced to trade Garoppolo right. by ownership. And everyone took that and ran with yeah. it because it, you know. I it's always that thought con- that was bullshit. Yeah. It's that confirmation bias by like media to want to say, There's a rift. There's right. a rift and there's I've been reading about this rift for twenty
2: goddamn well, years. That's so, the thing. It's like, listen, I'm pretty sure Belichick doesn't do anything he doesn't want to do. And if he if he didn't want to trade it, like what what they weren't gonna fire him if he if he kept Jimmy Garoppolo. Like it wasn't gonna happen. You know, he Tom Brady was the best quarterback, so he kept him. I, yeah, I, exactly. I think it's as simple as that. And and the most disingenuous people are the ones who say, Yeah, but they could have figured out a way
1: oh yeah yeah, you could have franchised him okay so you're gonna pay him 30 million dollars a year because that's what it would cost to sit on the bench to sit on the bench and he still wouldn't
2: be the best quarterback on your team
1: yeah and to and to be on the back uh, to to sit there and hold a a microsoft surface tablet right and watch brady play and since they traded him they went to a super bowl where brady threw for 500 yards and then won the next super Bowl. right right Brady threw for 180 yards in fourth quarter and overtime in the championship game at Kansas City. Yeah, right. Yeah, tell me the Jimmy G is handsome as he is, and damn, does the problems of the world go away when you look at that man? <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me you guys what? saw the
2: thing on Twitter about some grandmother said, "Oh, this looks like some guy from like the 1950s." Did you guys see this?
1: Yeah, I saw a. a the headline on twitter T- twitter people put two things together it's just one of those actors you've heard the name but I yeah. couldn't tell you he was like Trevor, Trevor Power or Trevor, Tyrone Power I think something that was like it that, yeah. yeah not Terrence Power. it Taren was like Howard. oh my
2: god that's Jimmy Garoppolo as soon as I saw I'm like this is this is fucking freaking yeah
1: one, one time I was with a a mixed group of people and we're watching the game and they do a cutaway to the pat sidelines and it's Brady Garoppolo Edelman and Amendola and someone in the group goes that is the mount rushmore of handsome <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> I should mention it was me. I'm looking, at all these, <laughs> I'm looking at these wives going, why am I the one saying that out loud? And I, yeah. <laughs> I think that puts me in a good place, right? I think yeah. that means I'm um,
0: like super secure in who you are.
1: Yeah, yeah I exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm a Brady sexual.
0: You, yeah, you got, we're we're
2: having like, a parade. I wish I was Olivia Culpo right now. He's, oh, that's what you're yeah. thinking, weren't you?
0: By the way, the only thing, so to the whole respecting Belichick thing, my whole take on the Brady staying thing has always been that no one, the one thing that Belichick hates the most, more than anything, is dead money. And the, the way this was set up, so to me, one thing that doesn't get said often enough is that Brady didn't want the no franchise tag because he wants to leave. He wants the no franchise tag because what happens to quarterbacks when they're not going to get kept is they get franchised and then the team picks where he's going instead of him. So I just think to him, it's like, I need, we're either going to sign something here or I'm right. going to pick. You're not going to franchise me and trade me. Cause I'd be, I mean, he'd be valuable. The Patriots obviously would just franchise him until they figured something out and then they would move him or they would, they'd make a play under it. But to me, I just don't see Belichick letting 13 and a half million dollars right. at the quarterback position with nothing. So they're going to figure this out. Whatever that number is, they're going to throw it at him. He's going to say, Hey, I'll take less than that, but give me some talent and they're going to build a. Dying, they're going to build an '07 7 like roster for for one year. That doesn't mean that they'll win it, but it means they probably will win it. Yeah, I mean, I'm
1: 100% Avi. I, I I agree totally. I, this this notion that, you know, he's dying to get out of here and Belichick Where wants some money want because yeah, they keep, both want to win without the other to prove. No, they guys, both want to win. They these guys win. are insanely hyper-competitive right. like alphas who know that they're, they work well together. And to think like, he would risk not winning another trophy just so that maybe he could win a trophy to say, see, that one doesn't have Brady attached to it. Yeah. They all look the same. Right, oh, that's right, right. Except Go for the one with the dent in it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Thanks, Gronk. But,
0: yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I man. mean, the relationships that matter. People, just think, people get it wacky when it comes to pro sports. Like, they think that it's not a job to this guy. It's a job. You know who has more of effect on his day-to-day life? The, the, guy, the guy in the parking garage, the guy that works in the clubhouse, the trainers, those are all people he'd have to give up. So when, when someone who can name their price and it can have the, the roster built around them looks at moving on, I mean, look at Peyton Manning. He didn't want to leave. He, he would have done anything to stay in Indiana. They said, right. they said, hey, we got a great pick. We're moving on from you. And it's not like, it's not like he said, hey, I want to go spend the last two or three years of my career in a completely different city and learn a brand-new system. I mean, even looking back on it, I'm sure that those two or three years on a personal life were, level were just they were frustrating i mean having to yeah. having to find a new home having to refigure like it's just annoying
1: and he had an otherworldly defense that carried the the rotting corpse that, oh, was, that was him so to the <laughs> super. last year was so bad and by the way i, I just finished watching the special and if you haven't seen it i recommend it highly it's, it's only an hour long the brady heist it's right. about the, his his jersey being stolen and it sounds like who cares oh no it's it's amazing it, really it involved <laughs> international relations it involved like federal law enforcement agencies from two countries um, it, it involved El Chapo comes up in it it's amazing <laughs> I kid you not but um it, it anyway during that you know that special it begins with Brady beating the, the Falcons in the Super Bowl and the first person he hugs is his mom who's wearing the kerchief from her chemo right mm-hmm. the year before it hurt, occurred to me as I'm watching this Eli, I mean, Peyton Manning won, and the first person he hugged was Papa John. Papa John, yeah. <laughs> oh, if that doesn't sum up those two guys, oh, I don't God. know what would. Have you what
0: seen what... that guy recently? Have you seen what that guy looks like? Oh. Elvis. He looks like
1: Elvis. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. Because oh, now he's eating like, like 30 pizzas a week or yeah. something yeah. Shit so, like that. So he he's got kicked out of his own
0: company. They fired him. And then he like went and did some interview, and he looks like Elvis. He, he looks like Elvis. Yeah, he he's just all bloated up. That's not just pizza, man. That's pizza and regret and and t- and like Shame, and like thirty rocks of rolling like thirty racks of Rolling Rock. Like it's just bad. It's ugly, and he's just sitting there like. Can't keep his eyes open. Yeah, Claiming, it's like super me. Claiming, you know I mean? yeah,
1: like you're right. just you're killing yourself with pizza. Claiming so. that the pizza is no good anymore. He's like, I've
0: eaten forty of these in the last <laughs> week. He said, and they're not good anymore. And I'm like, man, like first of all, they weren't good in the first place. Like I don't know why you're saying these things, but Peyton Manning must still own that stock. That's got to cause a real problem between those two guys. I would
1: think, but uh, you know, I just, here's the thing: uh, people hate Tom Brady for reasons that I can't fathom. To me, the American guy i grew up in he was the kind of guy we admired he came from nothing he was overlooked you know he was fighting for playing time behind uh what Lo- Lo- yeah lloyd carr was yeah. the coach there uh, the, right. the guy who looked like gargamel from the smurf <laughs> at one point brady was one, behind half, two, his half one, <laughs> half, two, half, one <laughs> half two half one half two half yeah, yeah. yeah. at one point he was behind lloyd carr's son on the depth chart yeah and oh. drew drew uh, Henson, 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 right? yeah. Yeah. He, fun fact about him, he was, um, you know, he'd been drafted by the Yankees when he was like 18. Right. George Steinbrenner was offering him a huge signing bonus to skip the minor leagues and come straight to um, the Yankees, the, the major league team, just to get him away from Michigan because he's a big Ohio State fan. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> he just, just to fuck with the, with the, the Wolverines.
2: Um, and that would have uh, fucked them worse. Cause you
1: know, cause Brady would have gotten more, a better yeah. shot. So we admired guys like him. Now look at Peyton Manning, a guy who who was to the manner born. You know, his father was a celebrity. He never once had to compete for a job. I'm not saying he's a bad guy or he didn't make it in this world or he wasn't a successful quarterback, but never once did he have to walk into the University of Tennessee and wonder if he was going to be starting. Right. You know, I, like we sort of resented guys like that. No, you we used to and, like the winners and not the stat guys. Yeah, but the crazy yeah, thing he is was Brady, He was born in the red zone, yeah. and people treat him like he drove the length of the field. M- I think it was once
2: Brady became like a stat guy, then everybody was like, oh, and well, he has everything, so we can't allow this. It, listen, you know? it's just – so first of all, it's crazy that like Brady's
0: alleged to have taken a little bit of air out of a football, and he, you can't say his name to someone from outside this region without hearing uh, yeah, a yeah, cheater. Yeah, yeah. But, but Peyton Manning is provable – that he had steroids sent to his house and no one talks about that no one okay. even it's just forgotten that like he had human growth hormone delivered to his house in his wife's name
1: i will never forget the reaction when that story broke and he gave one friendly interview we denied it categorically and every panel show without question all said the same thing well he says he didn't do it and i believe him yeah, and right. i was like what, yeah. what what world am i <laughs> living in the other guy denied the, the stupid thing that can be disproven by middle school physics yeah right exactly. pv equals nrt I, when the weather gets cold, my Twitter timeline and my Facebook blows up with people showing me pictures of their dashboard where their their check tire pressure light oh, yeah, comes yeah, on, yeah, right. and I go, "Oh, I guess you you know you cheated, yeah, uh, yeah. whatever." Um, <laughs> but Manning just got away scot free. He sent a bunch of goons, pretending to be um, law enforcement, knocking on the door of his accuser's parents, right? Right? Scared the shit out of them. And now whoa. that's fact. Yeah, right. No one talked about it. No, of course. The, the, the Manning machine is, is yeah. evil and insidious, but they 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 intimidate people better than that church that oh, we mentioned gonna, earlier. They're going to
0: put Eli – I mean, you could go either way with this, but that machine, that Manning machine is just going to put Eli in the Hall of Fame. There's not going to be a discussion about it. He'll be a, full, a first ballot Hall of Famer with a, a garbage career and being the quarterback of two teams that win Super Bowls. I don't even want to say that he – that he won two Super Bowls because one of those runs was even shaky. And uh, no, but you, you think about only the Patriots games, but
2: like in the playoffs. I mean, if you look at his
0: numbers, one of those runs he throws more picks than touchdowns. All right, but
2: he went into into Lambeau and went. You no, know, so. no he,
0: his team went into Lambeau all right, and they way, won. Either way, I mean, both those Super Bowls. One of them, one of those Super Bowls, they go up against the best offense in the history of football. Hold them to two touchdowns, yep. and his team barely outscores them. Against, if you remember a relatively mundane defense. That that 07 Patriots defense is not considered great, and his offense is barely able to win when his defense does something that's unheard of on, by the way, a throw that any coach would say he shouldn't have made. I mean, at the end of the day, if David Tyree doesn't tuck that against the side of his helmet, you're not supposed to throw a football falling down blind on your back heel. I mean, he has to because it's fourth down, but the point is that it's a garbage throw. I'm just saying Eli Manning gets a lot of credit, and Peyton Manning came out last week and was like, I don't enough discussion. He's a Hall of Famer, and all I heard when he said that was like, like it's like as if he gets to make the fucking decision. Oh no! Like he just I, said nope. In the
1: Hall of Fame, and that's the conventional wisdom. And I've been yeah. I've been writing about this and pushing back against it. Uh, it's ridiculous to even suggest that he wouldn't be a first ballot. Okay, there have been two quarterbacks without winning records, and he's retiring at one seventeen and one seventeen. Right. Two guys in the Hall of Fame without winning records: Joe Namath, who set passing records and led the league like in attempts, uh, uh, completions in yards. But also like is the poster times. boy for yeah. not
0: belonging in. <laughs> yeah. To be clear, he's also the poster boy when people say that he shouldn't be in. But oh anyway. yeah,
1: and Sonny Jerkinson's the other one also set NFL records for passing yards in a season. Eli's led the league in three categories. They were all interceptions.
2: And the <laughs> thing well, hold on. I thought he had fumbles in there, maybe. Maybe he
3: might have <laughs> Yeah.
1: So and sad. the thing about Joe Namath, I think every Hall of Fame should designate one person as the worst person here. So in order to get in, you have to do <laughs> better really than yeah, ha- yeah.
2: Mr. Irrelevant for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, right. like
1: old time baseball guys, I remember they always said like Ralph Kiner didn't belong oh, yeah. in there. Like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Randy Newman is in there really oh, randy newman like you have to be better <laughs> than the guy who had two songs he yeah yeah right. short people which sucks and i love la and that's it like all right so who's randy
4: newman the movie he i can picture the movies, him he did like movie, the toy story. story i was about to say oh, toy story oh, that's how i do it done a ton of stuff i knew him from toy and story. the only i remember him because like i never watched those award shows it was probably like you know four hours into it and it was like i just clicked on it and he got up and his acceptance speech for winning a grammy was uh Thank you guys. I made a ton of music. You guys all suck basically, and <laughs> like got off the stage. Like, thanks for nothing. You know,
1: well, it- maybe you should be in the hall just for that. You know, just <laughs> no, for anyone, just to- for anyone who goes up like- and blows up the spot at a at a, his own spot at a frigging award show. So you want right? to
0: put Kanye West in the Music Hall of Fame? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. You want Kanye West in there?
1: Well, listen. Let's say Patrick Mahomes wins another Super Bowl in a couple of years. Is he just automatically in? Like, if he walks away from the game at the age of. 27. We just put him in because he won two. Well, that's Eli the thing. won like, two. That's a criteria. If you took Eli's career exactly as it is and replaced two things, New the York. teams that he beat in those Super Bowls. Oh, that's true. Let's say San Diego comes to Gillette in 2007 and Philip Rivers leads them, and then in 11 it would have been um oh, Billy Cundiff successfully right. kicks that field yep. goal and or Baltimore goes that ball. and he beats them. Right. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, but it's who he beat. I think Tom oh, Brady well, is going to get himself and Eli into the Hall of Fame just by his own, his own excellence. I yeah.
0: agree with that. A couple of years ago on EEI, uh, maybe it was during one of the Super Bowl weeks, they had um, Archie Manning on, and they asked him – it was actually a funny comment from him. They asked him, like, oh, like, do you, is it, does it frustrate you that Brady has more Super Bowls than both your boys combined? And he says, I like to focus on the ones that he should have had. And it's just funny because <laughs> both of those guys won their Super Bowls that like in close contests with Brady. Um, so he'll probably get. I mean, he definitely is getting Eli Manning in, and even Peyton's career to some degree is made better by the fact that he was able once or twice to overcome Tom Brady. Oh yeah. Otherwise, he's just a stats guy. Well, that's I mean, why I, that's I love. All he is.
2: That's why I love. Like I was, I had money on Kansas City. That's why I was rooting for them. But also, in if Mahomes is what we think he is, like all world. I mean, he's super talented. Say he wins three or four. Well, you know what? Brady went into KC when it was supposed to be Patrick Mahomes coming out party and came out with the victory. And then won the Super Bowl. So it's like that transition. I hate when people say that you know Brady's had a soft division or whatever. I mean he's been in the same conference with Roethlisberger, Peyton Manning, uh, Mahomes. Now I mean they, everybody every playoff run he's had to play against another quarterback that everybody else agrees is a great quarterback. But also the AFC
0: East over the course of his career has put lots of second and even third. Teams into the playoffs, so whenever they right. say that, they're talking about yes, there are garbage years where all three teams suck, no question. But there's also years where, I mean, where are we remember, forgetting that that the Jets went to back to back AFC Championship games? I mean, at, during Brady, during sure. a certain and the cool. I mean, the thing about Brady is that he's had multiple careers. I mean, if Brady if Brady stops in year ten, yeah. he's a Hall of Famer. Right. If he only plays from year eleven to twenty, he's a Hall of Famer. Oh yeah, right. you I mean, you
1: can you can divide his career into two and say he's been the best quarterback of all time in each of those two halves, right, yep. but he's had three hall of fame careers. If, if you divide it up into even thirds, right. it's the same thing where he's won MVPs in the middle there and, and and passing titles and was the first unanimous MVP. So a, absolutely. And as far as the, the division goes over this period, the AFC East has had, I think the third best winning percentage against other divisions yeah, right. in, in football. Like it's that, that, Dog so overblown. Hunt, you know? Well, yeah. uh, no,
2: I heard on Sports Radio last year they were talking about, I think they were, it was the NFC North or something, and they were like, oh, even the Lions. I'm like, the Lions? We're going to say the Lions are good. The, bear, <laughs> the Bears have been garbage for 20 years. They went to one Super Bowl in like '06 or whatever, got you know smoked. Oh, one of the worst yeah, teams to ever make it to a Super I mean, Bowl. And Absolutely. Yeah. Rex and That's why, I mean, that's why Avi and I always argue about the uh, – The loss in Indianapolis. That was the worst loss. The loss loss. that shall not be made. In
0: in my opinion, that's the worst loss. (laughs) Because 6 Because, yeah, because that's a a coronation afterward. And, I mean, and Peyton Manning wouldn't have one. That's the thing that kills me is if they don't blow that, Brady wins another one, and then Peyton's whole career is different, and... I mean, he doesn't go get one, and I wish—I just wish Peyton Manning had never gotten one. Here's what I would love to see the Hall of Fame do: You wish Eli had all of them in the Manning family, don't you? I, that would actually make me laugh. I would think that would be so funny because then Peyton Manning wouldn't be calling his brother a Hall of Fame quarterback. He'd be coming out and going, he, "What? He's never won, uh, He's only gotten Super Bowls. He's garbage." Um, to me, I think the Hall of Fame should do this, and I know this is radical, but I think you should make it like All Pro, one guy a year. At at any position. Just at any position. Because then Eli Manning would never go in. He's never going to come up the same year as another guy that he would be in over. That's never going to happen.
1: Like the way the Patriots Hall of Fame does. Yeah, right. Exactly. Mike Vrabel hasn't gotten in. Yeah, right. You know, he's the defensive end with 10 uh, touchdown catches on 10 attempts. But he's not going to get in because he's never the best one. I'm I'm with you. I think that would be a lot better than – the Hall of Fame in anything shouldn't be – well, let me see. If you really look at it, look—he's in a route. It's a decision that—that yeah. that quick. Yeah. And, were
0: you one of the best players? Yes. Philip no? Rivers is going to end up in the NFL Hall. See, thing. all right. So that's but, a joke. I but, mean, that's crazy. Like, like, you, were you were really good for a long time. Like, okay. Even now, you were never great.
2: Even now, people talk. I, did I hear somebody say like, "Oh, what if, what if, uh, what if Belichick really likes Philip Rivers?" I'm like, this can't be serious anymore, right? <laughs> like, like why would, why would Belichick want Philip Rivers when he has Tom Brady? I don't understand this. I don't want to say what people... Yeah, I can't speak to that. Yeah. I don't know.
1: And why does somebody... Uh, why, at this point, when you've got the system that you've been running for 20 years, you're going to bring in someone who's never played under it before, or consequently, you're Brady, you're going to go play for John Gruden now? Because John Gruden's not going to say, no. yeah, we're going to use that Earhart yeah. Perkins offense. Yeah, I'm right, gonna, right, You know, because no. he thinks he's the smartest yeah. man in the West world. Yeah, West Coast and, offense, baby. Yeah, and, and why does Brady want to have to... Because le- it's like learning a whole language. If you're, if you're old enough to remember Drew Bledsoe over a four-year span, he had four different offensive coordinators. And every one, he said, was like learning a whole new language, different nomenclature, different rules, different reads and calls and whatever. Like, but it makes no sense. Given the way that Brady looks as good as he does, he moves the way he does. His arm strength is what that's it is. That's the thing, is. arm you strength. Ride. As long as his
2: arm – that's the first to go, I think. That's going to be the first to go, I think. You know, and then we'll kind of know, like, all right. And he'll know. You know, I can't, th- I can't make that 15-yard out anymore. I think that's when he's going to be like, all right, I'm done. You I, know read, what I, mean? I read an article today about the
0: Raiders and,
2: and their pursuit. And
0: in the first half of the, of the article, they're selling you on why the Raiders make sense for Brady, right? In this paragraph, like, these wide receivers that nobody would ever talk about are the selling point. And, uh, Tyrell you know, Williams. Yeah, I mean, names that you're like, this is a joke. It, it's a joke. And then the second half? was saying how Derek Carr um, is actually worthy of, of being signed somewhere else. And it says, even in a year where... And it goes on to list all these guys as detractors. As though, like, <laughs> Derek Carr did this despite having only these guys. And I'm going, the Raiders don't make <laughs> sense for Brady. Because they're not better. They're not, they don't have better weapons today than, they did, than the Patriots do. They're not better. There are, there are situations where, like, I could see Indianapolis making sense for him. I don't know how that makes sense for Indianapolis because he just gave Brissette that contract. But... I could see that making sense
2: for Brady. I could see no, a couple uh, other teams. For Brady. I don't think anything makes sense for Brady. I think if no, I mean, Brady makes sense for everybody. <laughs> right. Basically, anybody who needs a quarterback, I would sign Tom Brady, no problem. Well,
0: except that like, no, I've no, seen no. the Giants mentioned, and that's funny. So well, the like, no, then they've they got to start all over again. Like, no, okay, no, no, so let's, not let's get those guys for two years, go away from our young guy, and then what, hope to get another young no, guy at some point? Not away? somebody
2: with a young quarterback like that. But two years right now, does Belichick take, for the next two years, Brady or Garoppolo right now, what do you think?
1: I think Brady. Same. I think so. Too. I think we know more about him. We know how dependable right. he is. If, and, in two years, and
2: Jimmy's going to need another contract, probably anyway. Yeah. So. And so we can go sign him. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, no. and let go. us
1: not forget this team was better than the two thousand eighteen team that won the Super Bowl. They were twelve and four. They had a better road record. They they gave up a hundred fewer points on defense than they did the year before. A hundred fewer. Right. They. They were inconsistent this at offense. the receiver spot, and they had no tight end. They had a 38-year-old tight end.
0: Haven't Their said offensive that. line was terrible. It it, was, right. was oh, no. okay. This was, this was it,
1: so it, bad. It, 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 they missed David Andrews. It improved when um, uh, Isaiah Wynn came. Oh. But Marshall Newhouse— who is one of God's children and you know, he's not meant to be a starting left tackle well, in the big, NFL yeah. he's a backup right tackle let's get him a job he at was, the courthouse yeah oh absolutely <laughs> he would he would be good there because he wouldn't have to move that much uh, and he was that's not good jar. at that so yeah that they they had issues with turnover and things like you know Josh Gordon getting back onto uh, into the Devil's Kale or yeah. whatever it is that, <laughs> that is plaguing him. Um, devil's
0: Kale.
1: You know, he had uh, – It's tough coach, talk for a meth yeah, guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Mohamed Sanu comes and catches 10 balls and then gets hurt. Right. You know, uh, Dorsett gets concussed and missed one game. He was never the same after that. I think the the pieces are there. It needs to be improved, and there's no way you can go into a, a, a year with um, – God, who's, who's the tight end I'm, I'm flaking out on who was just... Uh, uh, ben Watson? No, the other guy, uh, the, the, the seventh rounder from the year uh, before. Uh, Ryan Izzo? Uh, yeah, is yeah. That Izzo or the yeah. other one? Yeah. The, <laughs> whoever. T- the terrible, w- exactly. The worst blocking tight end I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. I, there was one point where they, they had a pitch to James White outside, and the tackle was made by the tight end. <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to be a double team, and he got just trucked by... He was half of a double team, and he got thrown into White's legs. Yeah. And, you know, they missed... Gronk was a shadow of his pass-catching self at the end of the year, but he was still blocking like an elite third tackle. Oh, yeah. And they lacked that element. And Sneaky, a thing that really, really cost them, that I'm big into James Devlin, Jimmy, Jimmy Neckroll going down, that affected how they ran the ball. Michelle's one of those guys who runs behind a fullback. Right. like Adrian Peterson always has. Yeah. And without that when you know, when you had Landon Roberts blocking for him, it, it they will they were holding it together with, you know, with duct tape and bailing wire and and ultimately it wasn't enough. Still, they were a stop in the final drive by Miami away from having a week off in the playoffs and being one win away from the championship game. Right, right, right. But our standards are so impossibly high now.
2: You know, well, if, that's they, a thing. if like, they lose a championship game, it's
1: this is the end of days. No, the dead uh, will <laughs> rise from the grave. The rivers will run backwards.
2: Every time you argue with someone, they're like, oh, you're just a homer. Like, what is there not to be a homer about? Like, they win basically every game I watch. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. What am I supposed to complain about? I, you know. They lost to Miami. All right. Well, you know, Tom Brady's been to the Super Bowl every other year in his career, basically. You know what I mean? So <laughs> when, it's like- when I
1: started at E. I. Gary Tangway said I shouldn't belong in the air because I'm just a fanboy and I just root for the team. And I said, okay, since I've been here. Who? Who? yeah, Yeah, I know. Who? <laughs> since I had been there, they lost one game. It was on the road at Green Bay and won a Super Bowl. Yeah, right. I said, so find me where I've failed to do my due diligence right, here. Right, right. You, know, like, you want me to bitch about what? They beat Like the Seattle, and to me, is the greatest win of this Super Bowl era. That, that Seattle oh, team that was, was a wagon. That was a dynasty about to happen, and the Patriots killed it in the nest. They're down
2: 10 in the fourth quarter against the defending Super Bowl champ. I mean, that's yeah. like – you can't get it more – difficult. actually, no. The year this- before had
1: held Peyton Manning, the most prolific, highest-scoring oh, yeah. offense in NFL history, to eight points. Right. And Brady had four touchdown passes to four different receivers and a 10-point comeback. No, and
2: even that, I'm pretty sure that, that fourth quarter started with a third and one, and they got dropped for a loss and punted, too. So Seattle had – oh, my God. It was just – that's where it was like, well, Brady, this is where he became Jordan. That, oh. game, that game, he became Jordan. Funny yeah. you mention
1: that play because that was they got a guy open on a rub route, and someone came up at cornerback and knocked it away at the last minute. Recovered on the play, it was Malcolm Butler. Oh yeah, yeah. We forget that because of the other, the other, you know, True, the yeah. legendary, the greatest. Yeah, DeRon Harpen uh, yeah.
2: jumped over uh, the the receiver or whatever. Yeah, the play well,
1: that didn't make the top twenty-five in NFL history, by the way, according to the. NFL. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> so interception
2: stupid. on the goal line oh. to
1: reboot one dynasty and kill another, and <laughs> they 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 didn't have it. They didn't even have the comeback against Atlanta. They had a comeback by the Bills. I hope, I hate those
0: United. lists because then some of them, some of them were like whole games like some of them are like the the top 25 plays and then one will be like a whole game yeah I mean, yeah. from a generation where I'm like I, nobody cares about that you know I've always said about that play first of all I feel bad for Pete Carroll I mean I don't like Pete Carroll but I feel bad for him because he actually that's the right call they have to they have to run the ball twice out of three times and they only have one time out so you got to throw first Russell Wilson just does a really shitty job there of making a pre-snap read at the end of the day I, I've always said this before. If that's Brady or Peyton Manning, they tap the side of their helmet. The receiver just turns around and falls into the end zone with the ball into their belly because the cornerback's standing seven yards deep into the end zone. Right. So why are you going to run a slant underneath a block when there's no one in front of him? All, you guys just have to know that. And, and you gotta, I don't know. That was a funny play to me. Uh, but you lost me at Gary Tangway. <laughs> you said yeah. Gary Tangway, and I've been sitting here. You guys are arguing, and I'm going, like, Gary Tangway was too funny to me because it was like they finally let him on the radio – because he could be the butt of the joke. Like, that was the whole thing. And he it's like he didn't get it. And then when he started to figure it out, he got mad. He would just, like, get angry, like, legitimately angry. No, I think he got
2: mad because Kirk called him, like, a pedophile or something. He probably is. I mean, I'm not saying he's actually a pedophile, but
0: he's probably, like, he's a weirdo. Like, that stuff where he used to read, like, I think he thought, like, Listeners are really tuning in to hear me read like erotic stuff that I write. No, we're laughing at you. Like we're laughing at the fact that you're you're the butt of the joke. And then he would get angry, and I'm I don't know. I never understood that. To me, was the beginning of the downfall of Sports Radio. Was when <laughs> Gary Tangway was worthy of a spot on like an important drive time. That was no, I,
2: but that's not, I completely disagree with that. I mean, I think Kirk and Jerry could make everything and entertaining on that morning show. So. If they, have, if they have Gary in and they want to goof on him, hey, that's fine by me. I know, change I, I, and I
1: wouldn't deign to speak for those guys, but I think that they wanted more than just two guys having a conversation. They wanted someone to push against, you know, yeah, and they, right. whether whether it was Tangway being a rodeo clown or bringing <laughs> on, you know, John Tomasi to be like their liberal punching bag, right. and, you know, Jerry could go against him and then Minihan could be in the middle and it, it worked, you yeah. know, it really did. Of course, did. yeah, it
2: did you know. uh, Speaking of... Um, jerry why did el prez let you on this podcast and not jerry's i hear jerry talking about this all the time now
1: uh i want you know it, it, it's Should all we be a, offended that we're not at, we're not competition to it, it's all on a case-by-case case thing and i'm not saying that that i won't end up on Callians as a guest or whatever and i i get it like you know i'm still texting him to say hey i've been asked to be on like a thing or a local radio show is, right is that cool with you yeah um and so I don't, I don't even question because they yeah. don't, they don't no, he tell me to do anything. Of course, Like yeah. I can, they don't tell me what to write. They don't edit me. And so when the price is, well, you know what, I let's not do that. Do this other thing. I don't, I don't even. Yeah, nah,
2: no, no. Nah, I heard, uh, I heard Jerry talk my I've, I've heard Kirk talk about it on his podcast too. Like, you know, Kirk's always like. Dave doesn't know what the fuck's going on. What does it matter? What he does, you know, they're not competition. That's Kirk's It's a half, like a
1: half a billion dollar company, and it's me texting my, <laughs> a guy that I've been working with for sixteen years to say, "Hey, can I do this thing?" Right. So that's right. cool know? to me. That's and cool. if he's super busy and because he's on CNBC or yeah, whatever, yeah, doesn't yeah, have he's time to respond. Carlson. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly.
2: Like, wait, was he on with Tucker? Is that what oh, was yeah, Portnoy's on with Tucker all the time. He was on, on. Fox,
1: I think, Sunday morning uh, with uh, yeah, the Super Bowl Sunday morning. So. I just, a, I just, I just only seeing, in America, man. I remember uh, seeing true. the
0: thing where like him and that actor, that crazy actor that was on, uh, what was
1: Mike, the, Michael Rapaport? Yeah, Michael
0: Rappaport. What was the show oh, he was oh, on? Rapaport. Uh, the TV show about like, it was like something dead, dead. Uh, no, it was with the guy from Deadwood. It was like with, like the, like the Western type. I don't know. He was dead great Wood, on that dead show. Deadwood was a Western show. Yeah, right? but it was I, the same I, actor. I don't know. It was great. I was, he was totally unaware show.
1: of him and he had his own sitcom for a while. It was I one of those, that like, you know, blasting laugh track things, oh, yeah. you know, like the wacky, hey, let's have a surprise birthday party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, he's going to find out about it. And I know he had Meghan Markle as his love interest in one episode. Oh, oh
3: shit.
1: Yeah, like he had a crush on her or something. And I didn't know it until he posted about it, but that was a bad fit from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, it only yeah. a matter like the, of time before that. I just that remember the video the of
0: head. the two of them yelling at each other, like separate videos. I don't know. I didn't get the whole thing. He
1: came out and said that all stoolies are idiots. Like, how yeah well, what are you doing? Right, you know?
0: right. right Cri- criticize
1: your me, audience. criticize my opinions, of whatever course. but di- and th- and that's the thing by the way that goes throughout Boston sports media. I can tell you this. As someone who's been inside there, mm-hmm. the contempt for the audience is like universal oh, almost. I I could see that. So and I'd I'd be there sitting there and we had a window that overlooked the mass pike and People would be like talking about these like they're idiots or they're racist or they hate everything and they they don't know what they're talking about. I'm like I don't know. I look out and I see people just going to and from their jobs. You're right. Yeah. You know, they just they want to be entertained. They like these teams. They don't hate everything the way you do. They're not furious that Belichick is mean at his press conferences. <laughs> In fact, that. we love it's it. It's hilarious. fantastic. No, of course. Yeah. I mean, I I especially like it because when I ask them a question, it's usually like. Happy birthday, Jay! Oh no, I, I, I'll ask him a question, and it's like, all right, can you wrap this up, Bill? Blah blah blah, Chatty yeah, yeah, Cathy, yeah. come on, they're serving pizza in the next room. Oh, God. Cut the string, you know.
0: But I, I loved when he said after the last game, He's like, uh, the guy was like, "What do you have to say to your fans that have been through thick and thin with you?" He's like, "I don't feel like there's been a lot of thin around here." <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. He's right, yeah. He's
3: right.
1: And that was that was a woman. And I'm convinced, having sat in some of those, that it's like a. Um, it's like a dare that they make people do or, or they're goofing on them like they'll send someone who doesn't know what they're walking into and give them this loaded question to ask. Yeah, right. It's like, you know, every restaurant, you know, you go, go get the table stretcher, yeah, go, get- go <laughs> ask the like chef dealer. for the cheese straightener or <laughs> whatever. Good. Like, what? I, I think they're just. I think that woman got messed with. Yeah, ask him about <laughs> Thick and Thin and watch <laughs> his reaction.
0: I just love the answer. Have, Dave, have you seen the Barstool uh, the pizza reviews? Have you yeah, seen that? Oh, you take two bites. Do you bites. like that? One bite. One bite.
1: One <laughs> bite
2: review.
0: Do you like that it's review? Not, and then, it's
1: taking over the world. Oh, everybody
0: is it? Watches. It's doing well? Like, are you are serious? Huge.
2: The pizza review is? Yeah, but what do you mean pizza? That's
0: how most people get introduced to the I first saw it when they reviewed a place in Jersey that that's like right near my wife's Star Tavern. And
4: it's, I the place is dope It's yeah, so awesome if, if he reviews a place though It like changes That restaurant that Really? That pizza place Yeah Damn. So like if he picks a place And goes to them And they're like You know in Boston It'll be like mobbed For forever Unless they're terrible yeah. he went to one the Does South- he shit on some of them? No, I mean I'd I haven't seen any. a couple. At seen like Star Taverns. No, but he'll have
2: guests he? like the the new movie that comes out. He'll have like those actors on and stuff. And he's you know, a Boston
0: guy too. I think. No, I know he's a North
2: Shore guy. Okay. Yeah, All yeah. right, you guys you guys are killing Jerry here over here. Like with sorry, this, I just uh, want to know about the TV. What no? me. No, I just wanted to know about the Empire. <laughs> <TV pizza> <laughs> no? <No>, no,
0: no, <laughs> I just wanted no, no, to know, just no, <laughs> just know. know about the pizza review thing because I saw that and when they did the one in Star. I mean, obviously they said it was amazing. Because Star Tavern's amazing Uh, But then I saw Like someone Some place in In Boston I think it was like If I remember I watched like 30 seconds Of the clip It was like he used to Live in that neighborhood Or something So I just didn't I guess I didn't get In context Where the pizza thing And I didn't realize That's a big segment For them He did Well he did Concertas in Providence Do you ever get to do them?
1: Uh, no. I mean, he did down in New York. New York. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? I, I go down there once in a while. Do you go
2: down there? I was going to ask you about uh,
1: that. Once in a while, but when I go, the last time I was there, I said, you know what? I'm, I'm Creed from Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> I'm the old weirdo, and I don't really know who anyone is, and yeah, you don't right. know what I do or right. whatever, so um, well, I'm yeah, happy to work.
0: What are the first four?
1: Yeah. Isn't no, that kind I, of, aren't I, you a big deal around there? Yeah, I, I, I think they, they know who I am. But everyone's got their, they're, they're working in an office every day. It's more of a serious environment than you would think. Yeah, Because, so, right. you know, they, they they do a ton of content out of there, but it's people head down doing work. Yeah, there's cubes. Yeah, I, I work from home, and I'll go down there just to touch base once in a while. But uh, I think I'm more valuable being here. Like, I think I don't haven't been to any of these Super Bowl parties. Right. And part of that is I, I'm, I'm gifted with self-awareness. You know, I I I get I'm like a middle aged guy that doesn't need to be hanging out, you know, wearing my my members only jacket and my pleated khakis with a phone outside. Hey, kids. Do a thing about that
0: would make it a a great segment in and of itself. And I I would do anything if I were you to go to the Super Bowl party.
1: Yeah, I mean, look.
0: What if Brady was there?
1: Well, the three years since I've been back, or I've been back four years, and there was this one, which is the outlier. The other three, when the Patriots were there, they just said directly, you know, we need you. They're driving content. There's Patriots news going all the time. Like, cool, that's fine with me. And and whatever. I didn't want to leave my wife at home in the dead of winter. But if they asked me to, to help content, I'd do it. But if they're content with me, you know, just yeah. rolling out of bed and sitting on my laptop yes, with a cup of coffee right and whatever you've got your blue collar jobs, your white collar jobs. I consider mine to be a no pants job, yeah, yeah, like I could just porky pig it <laughs> right, all day long right, i mean right. I, I for the record, I do in fact wear pants, but <laughs> pants i mean i I take it as a as a blessing. I get the coolest job I could ever uh, um, imagine, so I don't sit there and go, yeah, but what I really want to be doing is. Rubbing elbows with, you know, a, a Boomer iacin on Radio Row <laughs> right, or whatever. Right, right. You know? Well, you
2: could see. I think um, I saw some video. Somebody uh, did a, a bed check of uh, all the barstool rooms. It was like 10 or 1030. 10 oh, I saw one that. Well. You saw that? I think Minahan was the only one in bed. He was the only one. It was like 10 o'clock over there. He does all, you know, everybody's out partying. And, except for Yeah, Kirk.
1: and that Big Cat
2: just was passing
1: notes underneath yeah. the door. That was re- that was really fun. I just told yeah. him to go fuck off or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was great. And then I found out that they had hot tubs in their rooms. But I know. But that's one of those things, like a hot tub. Like, oh, my gosh, what a luxury. And then you're sitting in it for 10 minutes, and you go, what do I
3: have?
0: I'd rather
1: thing? be at home so, with my family. Yeah, up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, if you ever been to, like, a home show? When I first bought a house, went to the home show, and I said, this is just the hot tub show. Like, what? why are they selling all these things? How many do you need in a lifetime? Well, um, the hotel looked great. I'm sure they had a blast, but they were working. And Uh, EEI sent me to the one in uh, Phoenix, and midweek i went from the nice hotel to they could only get a reservation for so many days so they sent me to it looked like the one where jesse pinkman was doing crack <laughs> uh, crack with when the prostitute died on him and oh stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that
0: was meth you're now you're you're, you're doing, it all was he doing jesse, well he was i know they were cooking meth, meth, but did he did he did he take it
1: yeah, okay I thought so i thought so uh, you're probably you're yeah. probably right but i i mean yeah. believe me I, I know he was making the blue stuff but yeah when uh, when,
0: when he when walter yeah. white comes in and lets his girlfriend die yeah. That episode, yeah.
1: stuff. And was I was still down there in Phoenix. I was trying to figure out what exactly am I here for, aside from doing the the radio row, which was cool, because right. Christy Teigen walked by, and we oh, were yeah. in the middle of a sentence, and she just, like, glowed. She's one I don't She's get. luminous, She's and good. she just, like, hovered above the ground, and it was amazing. But um, Michael Chiklis came by. Oh, yeah, The but, Shield. I mean, the Vic Maggie from The Shield, and I couldn't talk sense? to him. I was in mid-sentence. I'm like, oh, my God, there's Vic Maggie. But... um. <laughs> You know, part of the time I said, "You know what? What I'm here to do? I, th- I think I should go to the parties and write about them." Yeah. So like, I went to the media party, and there was like Skip Bayless was there, and John uh, Clay- Clayton was there, and like I just got drunk with Ben Volen, and you know, and was hung over the next day with Ben Volen. We didn't, not that we spent the night, but. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus, wait! Is this, what are you? What are you no, telling no, us here? No, Just we we were lined up for breakfast the next day. Going, oh man, that was nuts. Um, but anyway, so it was. It was fun, but it's it's still work. Yeah, you know, right. you're there trying to have fun and present the fun in a way that people can consume it. But that in and of itself is is work. You know, it's not just yeah. When you go when you go to together. events
2: like that, it's like you got to content, 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 because it's stuff you're not gonna get sitting at your house in your underwear. Yeah, you know I mean, what I mean. Like you got to do something while you're there. So
1: media day, you want to ask a question that that gets some traction or whatever. And right. I'm there by myself, and my brother calls and he goes so. Uh, what kind of golf courses have you played? I'm like, dude, you think I'm sitting? Right. You think I brought my clubs? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I'm sitting on a bus going to some, like, press conference thing. Yeah. Although it was fun because we had done a video with Gronk, um, like, a couple of years earlier, this figure skating video. And I'm in this scrum of people around his podium at the hotel press availability and they're all these just a-holes with like cameras and you're blocking my way move back what are you doing like who are you whatever and i go off to the side and gronk in the middle of someone's question goes hey jerry what's going on man hey we, we gotta go figure skating again that was a blast oh my god absolutely rob let's do it and it just and that was five years ago barstool was a fraction of what it is today yeah, even, of course. even yeah, then right. so now we're now we're big enough to get banned
2: yeah, I was gonna say yeah. If you went down there with Barcelona, you can't even go on Radio Row. So what does it matter? You gotta, you gotta go in in <laughs> it's friggin', friggin' hilarious. And then like, so Portnoy gets
1: hauled out of the Super Bowl. We're not allowed on on you know media row or any of that Why? crap. A few months later, being critical of Roger Goodell, whose birth was the punishment for the sins of mankind. Yeah, basically, yeah. Oh, looking into his eyes, staring into Satan's butthole, and I, not enough <laughs> bad things can happen to him. <laughs> But a few months later, I'm at the White House. Jerry Thornton, uh-huh, okay, and what organization with Barstool Sports? Okay, well, you're yeah. welcome. I'm walking past the Secret Service. Yeah, right. Like the nuclear codes are on the ground and I'm traipsing around there. <laughs> and I'm hanging with like Minahan and, and Callahan and guys inside these ropes are like, Barstool, old balls, Jerry, hey, yeah, can yeah, we yeah. take a picture? <laughs> I'm like, I gotta leave, guys, I gotta go over yeah, here. Yeah, you know, yeah. bigger <laughs> deal than you are. Uh, but yeah, I'm like, this is the White House. That's this, this where JFK and Bobby Kennedy were double team and Marilyn Monroe, yeah. and I'm here.
3: Yeah. You, know, I, you made it. Right?
2: That, that was
1: that, that, that was that the I know. I so I saw
0: you post something on Facebook the other day, I think it was right after Barstool's um, like sale of the like the, whatever the, the percentage, yeah. the investment, yeah, was announced. And I saw you posted something about your wife believing in you. And for me, I mean obviously I identify with that very much so. I'm sure Dave does too. And then also I follow, like I follow you enough on Facebook to see, and I've sent you messages about this before. I've always been interested in the side, getting to see like sort of your family life and the way that. Um, I mean, I remember when your son left for the military, and then yeah. when he when when he'd be gone for stretches at a time and you guys went from being a, a four-person family at home to now there's only three at the house. And now, are you an empty nester now?
1: Uh, yeah, both kids thought, are in college. I thought so. Yeah,
0: Yeah. And that's a cool side. Like, to me, I look at you and I go, like, here's this guy who's just a huge sports fan like the rest of us and you've managed to make yourself part of the story and then getting to see that like you'd still rather be at home with this with this family and this wife that supported you than be at the super bowl i want to get to that point right now i'm still at like i'd rather be at the super bowl but uh i don't know maybe i'd have to get there first (laughs) before i wanted to turn it down
1: i guess you know I, i i managed to you know touch that blarney stone and it was great hey i've seen it i've been to a super bowl here's a picture of me or whatever but um yeah ultimately i've i've Got it nice at home. I'm, and it doesn't mean every guy that wants to go travel hates his home life. I don't, sure. I'm not saying that. But it's just, you know, I've, and she's been saying, oh, you really ought to go to the Super Bowl. i like, you really want me out of the house that Maybe bad? she wants I you mean, to I take can... her. Maybe she wants you to take her. Yeah. I, I don't know that we need to be hanging out there. But <laughs> yeah. she, was, um, no, she was great because there were times where um, I had chances to make easy money. And she discouraged that and said, "No, I, I'll keep keep with the writing, keep with the comedy. That that might turn into something. That's that's rare. I, I had a chance through the court system to do uh, paid details. What other states they call like a flag guy. You know, around here it's you pay a ton of money to someone who's in law enforcement to stand there for four hours, making like just milling cash right. for doing nothing. And I said, I can get on that through some connections. And she said." I don't want my husband standing next to a ditch watching other people work. Yeah. Like, you, you should entertain people. I go, what if that never turns into something? She goes, then at least you'll be doing what you should be doing. She likes seeing you, you, like, you like happy. Yeah, exactly. I'm That's like, cool. I, I appreciate it. And I mean, I, I say I, I've, I don't do anything for money that doesn't involve me just expressing myself creatively, yeah. whether it's stand-up up or writing her. or books know, or whatever. Right? I,
3: <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I love this woman. Yeah, yeah. she seems cool, man. She seems oh, cool. she has,
1: Oh, believe me, I, I, I out my coverage, believe me, and yeah. I, I know that. I mean, we, we go places together, it looks like a kidnapping in progress. <laughs> 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 and we go to the mall, people are checking their phones for Amber Alerts, like, tell me you're safe, miss, blink SOS with your eyes, I will get help right now. Yeah. But yeah, That's no, she's funny. cool, and she puts
2: up with a lot, believe me. When oh, when sure.
1: when Barsta was still out of Boston, I was gonna say I, when
2: it was early on it. That's when it was probably you know, oh, I'm gonna write for free and I'm gonna do all this stuff and then you know I'm sure you it was content 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 right. As it was much when
1: as could. I when I could and that was a couple three day times a day maybe right. But I, when they started having parties and you know again I'm being self aware and Dave's invited me to come and I'm like eh it might, it might be weird you know no, no, you should, you should come. So I came and met a bunch of people that are still my friends and always will be. It was a cool community of people that just gathered around this weird little small website. Right. And, um, women in their like late twenties and early thirties who became friends. And that was a little bit weird for my wife. When I go to like the Halloween party and it was, well, let's see, there was a sexy cowgirl. The there yeah. was a slutty waitress. There was a sexy you know, Lo, uh, Shakira cop or whatever. Like, yeah, exactly. Like whatever you're going to be. Make it oh my sexy, God. Yeah. The, the Mardi Gras party we had in 2008. So we're talking less than two weeks after the Pats had lost to the giants and they had models and painted on shirts like Sports Illustrated yeah. swimsuit. So and, so. and me and a guy, just a, a reader of the site, we just commiserated in a corner for two hours, just talking like nose to nose. Like, God, I can't believe they lost that game. A friggin' David <laughs> Tyree, whatever. <laughs> and at one point he goes, you realize there's like... Gorgeous naked women walking around here. I got yeah. I'll never enjoy anything ever again. Yeah. <laughs> I go, no. Might have meant something to me ten days ago, not not now. And you know, still haven't gotten over that. No, of course. But so she's put up with a lot of shit, and you, you just try to reward her by saying, "Let's."
4: Do you uh, hone your material on her? Will you like try? Hey, what do you think? Like,
1: uh, no, no. Nah, like, she's got her thing. You know, she's she so she she's in she's into music and theater and. I have like speeches that I
4: work out like. You know, I'll be like having some difficult employee, and I do it in the shower. And I'll, I'll usually do it when there's no one around. So I'm like, "This," okay. and then she'll like walk in, like, "Who are you talking to?" Like, <laughs> like, oh. Standing there, naked, like, wet. Is she
1: know. a good judge of your material? Because I, I, when I use try my stuff on my wife, I realize what a moron I. Sound. I don't get like, it. You know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah, She's like, I mean, she catches me watching like Step Brothers for the twentieth time. She's like, "Really?" You know, hilarious okay, movie yeah, though. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's awesome.
4: Yeah, yeah. old oh, brother, we're out there. That's the one. She's like, not again. That's, <laughs> like, that's,
0: <laughs> that's a go-to. That one, I, that one didn't work on me either. To be honest, with me. Uh, what is your stand-up about?
1: Uh, when I I got out of it for a little bit when we had kids, and when I got back into it, I said, you know what, I I'm gonna rewrite it all, and I'm gonna do it like on who I am. If a guy, kind of a nerdy-looking guy in his forties with a Domineering mother-in-law and kids that are smarter than him and a wife that's better than him if that if I can't make that funny Then I'm not cut out for this. So it just sort of became semi biographical But there's you know, there's sports in there and there's just you know, it's it's all monologue Like I'm not doing impressions. I used I did a lot of that in the early days and it was you know Sitcom impressions and commercials jokes or whatever because that was my worldview and it's when I started having life experiences. When I went to buy an engagement ring, I turned that into a two-minute bit, and it always went over, and then it just kept expanding. So 30 minutes will all be about my life and Tom Brady and Belichick and probably some of the shit I've said here right now. I was going to say, you're know. working oh, on material yeah. yeah. today, aren't awesome. you? Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. I could see where you'd be very funny. Yeah, well, oh,
1: thank you. I, I worked on something actually when they had the female official in the, uh, in the, the Patriots game last year in the playoffs. And this one is like controversial. You talk about how the world has changed. Yeah. i did this thing. I said, hey, I think they thought people wouldn't support that or fans are too traditional. I'm like, no, I'm cool. I think she, I'm all about a woman official. I mean, as long as she's getting paid 78% of what the men are getting paid. <laughs> one, <laughs> and crowds go, like, Ooh. Yeah. I'm like, no, Oh, I that's like that. where we're drawing. No, the I line. like, <laughs> I I like sure. that. Like they, <laughs> they, they turn on me. Like, yeah. uh, And then you you turn that into a bit. But when you, when I got to a point where if a joke fails that I'm still cool with it, I had a friend one time say, you had that one joke that didn't work and you just went, that's okay. The crowd last night liked it, you didn't, you know, it's a buffet, I'm not cooking stuff to order. And I I improvised that, but he said, that was the best moment you've had because it was natural. And I'm like, cool, that's what I'm gonna be on stage. I'm not gonna worry about failing because I know I got this. And so now I just do it for fun. If I have a weekend where I'm not doing a show, great. If I have one like February 22nd at Victory Point in uh, in Marina Bay, it's it's a blast. It's a great room, and I have fun. And I only do it because I enjoy it. I only work with people I like to work with, and it's it's the best of all possible worlds. What, what
2: are your uh, influ- who are your influences? Comic, comically, Bill Cosby. <laughs> oh,
3: no,
1: that's only in my love life. I told Jerry Callahan. Mm, I told him that barbecue sauce get you all huggy buggy. I told... Do you know the episode I'm talking about. No, he had he, he has an episode of his show where he was serving barbecue sauce that made everybody horny. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding you. It's it, it, the the clip is on YouTube and you it's got to find that. oh they oh. did it with dark music and it's the oh. most sinister thing in the world. But what did Callahan well, I, like?
0: I told Jerry Callahan like very casually that. He reminded me a lot of Bill O'Reilly. And what I meant was, I don't agree with any of your opinions, but I love listening to you express them. Yeah. But I forgot about how O'Reilly's sort of career has uh, has gone most yeah, recently. Li- and when I said it in, in real time, he just goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he had to, like, further well, he, he had to, like, further nice record. Oh. Work
3: out what is this? Oh,
1: my Cosby? It's my barbecue
3: sauce
4: what oh, are we God. listening to I feel like I hear it you noticed people have some I hear barbecues I hear the what have you done in, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: <God. laughs> Stop. Stop. I'm dead serious <laughs> haven't you ever noticed that after one of my barbecues and they have the sauce people want to get right home <laughs> let me tell you something the sound quality is you so garbage, garbage yeah, on this yeah. up oh, on the, the night table Yes. It's
1: so dark looking well, the, back at what we know yeah, now. So oh, the, oh the thing about
0: God. Cosby is like he that like when he was at his height, that was his prime raping time. Like that's like yes. if you look at it, this isn't like after the fact or like this, No, this is like. The Bill Cosby that we loved and rooted for, that guy was raping women.
1: Oh yeah, um, how about the plu-perfect example of a guy whose inner voice is different than his outer voice? Oh, he oh. was America's most beloved dad, ripping on them kids for wearing the baggy clothes and using the bad language yeah. or whatever, and meanwhile he was a fucking monster yeah, of the monster. first order. You know, but then you got other people that, you know, everyone says they're vulgar and crass, but they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're decent yeah. people who do treat everybody well. And then, you know, there's been reports of like women with daytime talk shows who are supposedly the nicest people in the world and they're nightmares to work for. Yeah. You, you, you know, here's Ellen. Yeah, yeah. 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 like yeah, <laughs> a, Rosie. Thing. Yeah, right. Um, you know, like Jay Leno is a really well-respected guy, and I'm sure he is a good guy. But he hired Helen Mushnick when they did an HBO movie about um, Leno and Letterman. She was played by Kathy uh, Bates, and. She would make all these demands for him to do an appearance. Okay, he has to have this, and the temperature has to be that, and the limo that's going to pick him up has to blah, 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 blah. And then he would show up, and they'd say, okay, we have all those things you asked for. And he'd go, oh, oh, that's Helen. Ah, she she goes overboard. Thanks a lot. You know, I don't really. And then it took years for people to realize. But wait, he got everything he wanted.
3: Yeah, right. Right.
1: And he comes out as the good guy, and she comes out oh, as that the that vicious bitch. But God. all she's doing is his bidding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so, like everybody, really should have a Helen Mushnick. Yeah. I'm sure that Cosby had a million of them oh, who right. let them recruit chicks, but he seemed like the good
2: guy or yeah. whatever. Yeah, Weinstein who, with his secretary You know what I mean? Matt Lauer's secretary. All these people. So, so how? Yeah. Well, Epstein, Epstein that woman it, that or, worked yeah, for. Of for 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 him and yeah. I
4: thought Fat Albert was brilliant, but like other than that I never thought of stand up, the chocolate cake, editor. No, I never it got like, it. Eh, oh, forty
1: five minute bits that have one punchline and yeah. a couple of laughs in between. Yeah. Like when I was a kid I listened to his albums. George Carlin I loved. He was like in in he's a guy who evolved in this way where he was sh- sharper and angrier but still brilliant and funny. Yeah. Like he could do a bit about how we went from Soldiers that come back like mentally, you know, damaged from the war. We went from shell shock to battle fatigue to post-traumatic stress disorder, and it's it's both funny and it. it there's a point that it's teaching you, and that's that's good comedy. But I love guys who just do fucking one-liners. I, Jim Gaffigan can do.
0: Jim Gaffigan's so funny.
1: Twelve minutes about. Uh, shellfish
0: and ketchup packets
1: and right and <laughs> open for the pope. He opened for the pope. That's yeah. how clean he is. But I love dirty. Uh, Joe Rogan was a Boston guy. He, right. he he started he he made it huge just when I was getting onto the the Boston scene. But I mean, just he did a bit about Corky from Life Goes oh, On God. getting the show getting canceled that horrified audiences and we'd be in the back of Nick's just in tears about it and he just. The balls of a brass monkey to do that kind of material and have it be funny and not not care about the fallout and the consequences. So, yeah. uh, I, if I had to pick one, I might say Dennis Miller. Just, Dennis I, Miller, yeah. I just oh, liked man. his stand up.
2: Like, uh, what about on Monday Night Football?
1: I was about to say, I did you mean
0: stand up on Monday Night Football? I
1: liked him on Monday Night Football too. And well, I get why else. he wasn't for everybody. But right. it just, like, his first game was the uh, Hall of Fame game. And he said, I think he opened with, it's great to be here between the Tigris and the Euphrates of football. Three seconds later, I think, oh, I get it. Fertile Crescent. This is where it began. All right, cool. One time he said, Dick Vermeule cries like Sylvia Plath being pepper sprayed. I had to Google search Sylvia Sylvia Plath. Plath. She was a poet who killed herself. (laughs) Oh, Jesus.
3: (laughs) A sad poet. And
1: I go, I like that. But I guess. And then. Quickly, they reined him in and yeah, just well, made like him. You put sick. a
3: comedian
2: in the booth, like I mean, that's what he's there for, isn't it? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, right. and I get
1: he was an acquired taste, but I'm, I, if I'm on an island of one on that, I'm I'm on an island line, but an island of one, still like I'm better than uh, Booger McFarland. So yeah, you know, you
0: know what I liked about Dennis Miller on uh on Monday Night Football, I liked that at some point he got that like, all right, this thing's not going to last more than a season. Oh, yeah. These people, there's just people that think that like this like. This, like, real highbrow stuff I do is annoying. I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to do it. Like, there were times where, like, the joke became that he was doing it. That's when I thought he was funny. Like, then I was like, all right, this is funny that you get that these obscure-ass references aren't for who your audience is. And now the joke is on the idiots that thought this would work. Like, you're like, (laughs) they're paying me. Like, I'm going to keep making these ridiculous statements, and I'm going to get that, like, This is awkward as hell for all of us, and that my that my co-hosts are ripping me in the media. I don't care. I'm here and I'm getting paid.
1: And you could tell he was getting notes from the producers saying, "Okay, you got to say you got to stop the run, and uh, you got to be able to run the ball, especially in the bad. Best way to stop Tom Brady is to keep him on the sidelines." And he's just sitting there going, "Nope, I'm gonna work in like you know." 007 references or whatever. Yeah, of course, yeah.
0: Yeah. Right, it's like you hired me. Like, if you hired me, let me do me. If you you want somebody else, hire them.
1: I saw an old bit of his a while ago, and I'll do it real quick, but uh, how to tell if your son is gay. You show him the Francois Truffaut film Boy on a Dolphin and the scene where... Sophia Lorenz climbs out of the water and she's soaking wet. If your son sees that and he wants to fuck the boat, captain, he's gay. <laughs> so, so cool, and I looked up that video. Yeah, you know yeah, just yeah, right. cause I, I, I like stuff you you don't want stuff so far out of over the audience's head that you're just talking to yourself, yeah, right. but I like it being a little I like to reach up a little bit for the stuff that 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 gets to me i I don't, I don't try to reach that level of doing stand-up. I try to do a lot of stuff about the South Shore.
0: Okay. Because, oh, again, yeah. talk and about knowing my world view. And yeah. the people from the South Shore probably love the shit out of that. That's, yeah. They're like, oh, totally, that's us. That's, that's us. <laughs> I have
1: some Hanover-specific stuff that if I cross over the town line is useless, but there's a club in Hanover that I can just bang it out about oh, local guys and the windmill that cost a million dollars that doesn't work. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to keep milking that for as long as I can.
2: Nice. What about like hecklers? It. Uh you got a hecklers at any of these?
1: Yeah, no. I that's a common question and you rarely ever see it. Right. People are just nice. People are out yeah, for a night of entertainment. mean, yeah. maybe, maybe it's different at different clubs. I you know, I'm happy to work suburban rooms. I love a good like fundraiser for like a sports team oh, league or course, whatever yeah, in right. a Knights of Columbus Hall. You know who those people are. I have a great heckler story that I've been dying to tell people. For a while there, Michael Douglas's brother, so Kirk Douglas's kid, mm-hmm. Eric Douglas. I think he ended up dying of overdose or whatever. But he was trying to stand up, and I worked like Nick's comedy stop with him a couple times. And I remember the host one time going, "I know I said I'd bring you up next, but I, I got to bring up fucking Eric Douglas. So uh, gra- gra- I'll, I'll bring you up after him, but get a fire extinguisher because he's gonna set fire to this place. He's so bad, and he's like reading his notes and stuff and Almost whatever. It's just a disaster. So." So he's uh the story goes that he was getting heckled by somebody and he pulled the worst thing you can say in my world which is don't you know who I am? He, oh god. Uh, he said, "Hey, hey, you don't talk to me like that. You know I'm I'm Kirk Douglas's son." So the guy stood up and said, "I'm Kirk Douglas's son." Someone else stood, up "I'm <laughs> Kirk Douglas's son." Someone else, "I'm Kirk." Douglas. So it became this mass spontaneous heckle. And my favorite story of all time. I saw.
0: I was at Nick's Comedy Stop one time and saw a guy come out and apparently it was his first time doing stand-up and he felt the need to lead off with that. He's like, this is my first time doing stand-up. And then his first joke... Like, there was nothing that could be funny about it at all. But everyone was being nice, so no one made fun of him at all, and it bombed. And then he goes, he commented on that no one was laughing. And then he, like, started to sort of, like, I think his backup plan was, like, if people were being a little bit negative, he was then going to be combative, but no one was saying a word. So he started being combative, but there was no one there. We, We all watched for five or six minutes as this person was somewhere between humiliating and combative, and no one said a damn word. And it got to the point where the joke was that no one's going to react. So at that point, like, the guy would make jokes, and the whole room just stayed quiet. (laughs) And it was hilarious. As soon as he left, the whole place erupted. It was
1: amazing. So he just did it to himself. He was like like a monk setting himself on fire. Oh,
0: so it was like he went up there and thought, if the first joke's not funny, someone's critical, combat them. And no one was, and they gave him no reaction. And then he just started being like, you guys don't even think I'm funny. Like, oh, yeah, you don't think I'm – and it was like, no one's reacting at all to you. It was amazing. Oh, that's so much I hope much he tried fun. it again.
1: It's I hope so tried much it fun again. to watch somebody really go down hard. Oh, it was really, It was incredible. Really fall
2: hard. If, they're, man, if they're a professional. If they're amateurs, I always give them credit for it. You know, at least you tried,
0: buddy. Actually, you know, but... Corey's brother is a stand-up comic, um, and I've seen kind him of. a couple times. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, now he's like he's, – he's got a kid, and he's, he's married, got and he doesn't – he doesn't do it as much as he should but I, I saw him a couple of times he was hilarious. He yeah. was funny. Oh, he's
2: pretty funny. You can find him on YouTube. Timmy yeah. O'Leary. He, he used to do a lot of stuff about his okay. kid and stuff like that. It, it's, yeah. you know it
1: cool. it, it, it's tough to get through that. You got to work a lot of really crappy rooms in Chinese restaurants. That's where I saw. I saw him in a Chinese, Chinese restaurant. restaurant. I drank yeah, four my right.
0: ties and lost my glasses. It was rough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good, true I mean, story. I, I
1: did a mini tour of like ski areas in Vermont and this crowded ski bar and there was a little stage that was coming out of the balcony and stuff and there were people sitting up there and people down there was like mr spock's 5d chess set and it was just a hell room and no one was listening and you know you get through that and then you get to a point where you just go okay you know what i survived that i can i can handle other things but it's hard i mean you you we all see that guy who's still new and if it doesn't if one falls flat it just it's a snake eating its tail. Yeah, just course. one thing leads to another. and Those times are so special.
0: Yeah. So fun. Doing stand-up is kind of, when it, when it comes to how much, how you can't not take it personal, is like owning, is like being a chef and owning the restaurant. People tell you, like, well, don't take it personal. It's like, well, no, it's very personal. Like, they yeah. actually hate what I do. It's the same thing. It's like no one can be like, well, they just didn't think you were funny. Don't take it personal. Yeah. No, this is me. Like, this is, oh, yeah. Is, uh, I, I, I
1: mean, this. you put your heart and soul into a, a restaurant from, What's on the plate, to what the environment is, to how the service is, or whatever. And have you seen the John Favreau movie Chef?
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: I have it, not. It's you brilliant. It? No, truck. Truck. Yeah, it's it's cool. about yeah. a food truck. Yeah, it's about a food truck. Well,
1: he starts off. He's he's a restaurant, uh, you know, a, a chef in a five-star restaurant, and he gets a bad review, and the critic is there, and he lays him out verbally. loses His career goes up in flames. He gets a food truck, and he starts kind of reconnecting with what made him want to get into food in the first place. And he made it as like a metaphor for him making Marvel movies. And I'm the biggest superhero movie nerd in the world. And the job he did on the Iron Man films is just epic. And Mandalorian is fantastic. But he was working for this giant conglomerate, and he just went back to making this little indie movie, and it's all... Relates, but it's a great movie. The music in it's awesome. Music's
4: great, yeah. It's like the uh, Wu Tang Clan. Lots of samples, like the original jazz tracks for that. Oh, really? Yeah. And huh. then, so like, I watched that and I was in pain watching it because I was like, you know, it's like the conflict between Dustin Hoffman's character. He's the owner, and um, you know, he's like, and did you you saw the movie? I mean, yeah, I uh, it. Yeah. So like, the Dustin Hoffman's character and then John Favreau. So John Favreau's the creative chef. And then gets, like, shredded up, and his feelings are hurt. And then Dustin Hoffman's like, the Stones, they wouldn't pay, please, satisfaction. They'd want their money back. And I'm like, you know, so you make rosemary chicken, the 10,000 of them, you know, and it's like you kind of lo- you kind of lose your soul a little bit, but then that's what keeps the lights on. Yeah, you know? right, right, And right. then and there's,
0: you know, people forget that the point of the restaurant, like, it's cool to be creative and do fun stuff, and that's maybe what drives us. It's what drives all of us. But at the same time, there's also, like, it is a business, right? So it's the same thing, right? If, if people show up to Sweet Basil and there's no Rosemary Chicken, you're, then you're failing at the thing that, you, that you're supposed to do. No different than, like, if tomorrow you decide, like, to Howard Stern it, and you're just like, fuck this guy, I'm, I'm over Jerry Thornton, and I'm going to start writing like this other guy. Well, all these people that followed you, that, that they contributed they, to, to what you are, and they were the ones you need them reading you in order for you to be successful. You've disappointed them. And that was the part I, I also was with. That was that, like, Favreau, it's like, you've got this restaurant. See, he lost me on the whole. He just walks into the kitchen. I thought it was a good no, movie. I don't, I don't, but yeah. he just walks in and goes, I need all the Cambros. And I'm like, that's like a brand. Like, you just <laughs> named, like, that would be like someone walking in and going, all containers. I need them now. <laughs>
3: I'm like, I just didn't get
0: it. Didn't it would never burnt.
1: occur to me that an actual chef would – Find the factual inaccuracies or whatever. Well, it was just trying
0: to. It was like if he had just said something like – Because have you seen by any chance the derivative show that he has now on Netflix called The Chef Show? Yes. Okay. And it's pretty good because I think Roy Choi is pretty good. But Favreau is insufferable on it because he apparently as part of the show paid Roy Choi a bunch of money to teach him like just enough to get by on the show. And then he kept taking cooking lessons and it's lost on him that like – you're not a guy like going down the journey to doing what like what we've all done at some point. You're a guy who some other guy is being paid money to like sort of make you feel like good about yourself so he brings other people on the show like Seth Rogan was on the show and Seth Rogan was funny and cool and Favreau's being like yeah he showed me how to do this thing and he's being all foofy about it and I'm like Brody you would melt the second you got out of line like and he's talking like he cooks for a living it's annoying
1: oh it's so funny when yeah. an expert sees a movie in his discipline or whatever I, I, I remember Field of Dreams me going wait a minute, she was Show Jackson batted left and throw right yeah. and Ray Liotta throws left and bats right which is almost and there wasn't a catcher in the Black Sox scandal that was Ray Shock who's in the Hall of Fame yeah. he was a, and I go, wait a minute, they are ghosts coming out of a cornfield. Get the fuck over yourself. You know what I mean? <laughs> Slow your roll there, sport, okay? All right, all right. You
0: know. Have you like, seen the movie Burnt? Either one of you guys? It, no. no. That's got, um, who's the guy that. the heartthrob these days? He's, uh, Cooper? Uh, uh, Bradley Cooper. Bradley, that's, in my opinion, the best movie about food. He's like a, tor- like a guy who drugs, alcohol, he had Michelin stars, and, and he like lost it. It's not based in truth or anything. I mean, it's based in truth, but not on one person's yeah. life. And then he like resurfaces at just with the goal of going and getting another Michelin star. And it's actually, like to me, the f- most factually... Based movie and an amazing human story. Like, it's not even about this thing, it's about this thing, and it, it's a good movie. Part, oh, so that's a cool.
1: Because the fact that even a movie like that gets made now instead of just going. Ah, we're going to need another Transformers here. I mean, yeah, like, right. Like you, you watch the rehash slop that they were showing during the commercials. I, oh, the Minions, great. Yeah, I, I thought maybe they'd explored everything they could do with the Minions. <laughs> right. Maybe There's the so Minions story had been told already in ways. that. But, no, they're still coming up with new ways. But a guy making a movie about a chef and his passion for food or whatever, that's, that seems
0: impossible by today's standards. Now they're making Disney movies with real people.
4: you guys ever see The Big Night? Way back? Oh, no, yeah, I know T- what it is, but I haven't Tony seen Tony Shaloub. Tony and, Shaloub. Yeah. And uh, Mark this. Anthony, the, the uh, pop star, plays the dishwasher. Doesn't have one single line. That, like, that was
0: like, she, He was married, was married to J-Lo, J-Lo at one point. At the time? To bring it, uh, no, and I don't know at the time. At some point, he was married to her. Oh, yeah.
4: And she's God. still going. Just
0: trying to bring that back. in. Hey, she's 50. <laughs> and with A-Rod. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Damn.
1: That's what 50 looks like. We were looking up the ages, oh. the people I was with. Shakira turned 43. In that halftime show, she turned forty-three. Well, she at like started
0: two. it at forty-two.
1: Yeah, pretty much. No, I don't know what what, what time of day she was, <laughs> but the fact that they still look like that, like there's there's the standards, ladies. And if there was work done, then. They have artists as surgeons, you know. Because <laughs> <what I mean? laughs> I'm not a fan of the of the the work done. Of course, yeah. The the fake lips and the right, high yeah. cheeks right. and the the real housewives or whatever. I I got to take a trip to Europe last year for the first time ever in Italy, and I'm watching these women that just age gracefully. And yeah. And, and nice. there's also the one little subset where they sit in windows and they look like Barbara Bush and they just <laughs> and they just look out windows and they just wave to people. Yeah, there's right. that one little yeah, subset. Little billet, yeah. The rest <laughs> of them are all just like gorgeous in their 50s and right. 60s. And like Americans take take a lesson out of them. Don't no. don't get those stupid hot dog lips no. done. <laughs> no. Just. Look like a beautiful fifty-five
4: year old. Yeah, no. The richer you,
2: I think it's the richer you are, the more work you got to get done. But the worse you look, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. like if you just didn't do the, the lips are the worst. I think.
4: So like the, the country that gets the most number of nose jobs, I think, is Iran, and it's Oh like, really? I might I might have gotten the wrong country, but because like that's the only part of their their face is like there's a set that you can see, it is a, like a status symbol to get your nose done. Huh. Not to say anybody can, but if you have it, you just look poor. That's how you do it. (laughs) It's like you know.
1: So there's just like one conforming, all-purpose,
4: one-size-fits-all nose. nose? Some crazy happy plastic surgery. Do you know what the number
0: one plastic surgery in uh, Brazil is? Ass breast reduction. Oh come on, true story. Yeah, breast reduction. That's the problem they're dealing with in Brazil. Well, there was like a whole. Wasn't there like a whole
2: website? It was like uh, back in the day. Fuck yeah, Brazilian (laughs) girls. I think it was. Like never heard of that. Yeah, it was like uh, I've never heard of it that. It was so there's, there's some porn site. Was band. it a porn site? I don't know. Or something Dude, what's, like that. There's a band called this the show's Brazilian about. Maybe girls, a Twitter account? They're really
4: good, and they're not Brazilian, and they're not girls, but they, they named their band. They're like kind of well-known, but they, they named their band after the first names that weren't porn-related. So it was Brazilian and girls were like you know the top 12 words that get Googled. They did Brazilian and girls, which are kind of porn-related, I guess. But be they, like they didn't
1: name it after the spa treatment, the, Bra- the Brazilian? <laughs>
4: that's what I was su- – right, that's why
0: that's yeah. being Googled, right? You know, they thought they were just like, yeah, people are probably just curious about Brazilian girls. They're just yeah. Googling Brazilian yeah. girls to learn about the culture. On, is Shakira to, to Brazilian? A
3: girl no, that's Shakira's
0: that's Colombian. Oh, Colombian. Yeah. That's and she's actually it. half Colombian, half uh, Lebanese. Lebanese. Yeah, Lebanese,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, because when they first announced that that would be the halftime show – and by the way, thank you, NFL – for solving your problems the old-fashioned way when when it became a controversy the whole you know why would anybody do the anthem when the country I mean the uh, halftime show when Colin Kaepernick has been persecuted whatever they did what rich white men do they threw a bunch of money at somebody and said make this go away right in this case it was Jay-Z we don't know what he got paid to make this socially cool again but he saved us from a lifetime of Maroon Five. Yeah, <laughs> God bless you I for think that. It was Fuck.
0: less than you think. It was like seven million or something. Because I know he then got killed, like by people that claimed he was a sellout, which I thought was hilarious. Because I was like Jay Z. To, to Jay Z, seven million dollars is less than that plate over there. Cost yeah. me. He he did this because he wanted because he wants to control the halftime show, not for money. And I yeah. thought it was amazing. People well, him and, the ta-
1: and the time it took you to say he's
2: a sellout, he, he made-, made more in interest <laughs> yeah, right, than right. $7 million. Course, right. Well, the thing is, he sat for the national anthem yesterday. Do you see this? No. I saw, I saw it on Twitter this morning. Him and R- Beyonce R- sat during... Somebody had a picture of them sitting during the national anthem. I'm like, hold on. I thought That's he like, partnered with the NFL. The whole thing was to make the Colin Kaepernick thing go away. I
4: bet he got, like, the green light from Goodell
2: on that one. Like No, no, pun, no, inted- no pun
0: intended. Where do you stand on that? Because I know your son served.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean... Look, uh,
0: where does he stand on? I mean I don't know if that he, he, he to put in your opinion on it. He yet.
1: invents new ways all the time not to give a fuck. Oh, goes, <laughs> I didn't I didn't sign up to be a Marine because I'm worried about someone protesting, that's fine, that's right. That's their right. For me, I and I when we talked about it on the air, I regretted it because I kinda went sean hannity when i really should have i would have expressed myself better if i went like dennis miller yeah you know like i was just i was angry because it's a sacred thing to me i i like this country you can protest that's fine but why and, and really a, a better take than me just going screw colin kaepernick or whatever should have been you know what i why is it my symbols are cool to shit all over you know what I mean? The things I like. I like right. I like the flag. I like the, the anthem. And you prove how trendy you are in certain areas if you dump all over the things I like. Yeah. But if you dump all over, uh, I don't know, Judaism, then you're an anti-Semite. And, you, and well, you should be. If
0: are you, you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. If you
1: say something bad about is- Islam, you're committing a hate crime. All else this is fine. But for some reason, the things I love are fair game for everybody. So can I
0: tell you my— this is, this is my whole thing about how Trump got elected. I believe this what I'm about to say. I believe that Donald Trump got elected mainly because for the last 15 years, let's say, there have been these people on the kick of getting Christmas trees no longer set up in town centers. And where, where right. I say that, what I mean is, like, I, I was raised Jewish. My mom converted, so half my family there is Christian. My wife converted. All that family is Christian. I'm pretty secular. But I was raised Jewish. No one wants to take away what I, what I celebrate. There's these folks that just for like, look, with their dads, they went there. And their dads went there with their dads or their moms or their grandmothers, whatever. And they just want this thing. And it became cool to take to go, well, there's, this group is, is the biggest group in America. We should take some of their stuff away from them. And it's to the point now where there's lots of people that are like, I'm not with this person's political belief. I don't like the way this person carries themselves. But if I keep going this way they're just going to keep taking from me and and it's tough because I mean, I'm a white male and I see sometimes like somebody posted on Facebook um, that watching Camilla Harris uh, feast on the tears of white males was the greatest thing ever. And I just felt myself being like, I align with you politically. And my first gut reaction as a human being was to be offended. I mean, then I try to talk myself down from it, but I just look at it and go, at some point we have to say, if I want you to respect everything about me and I want you to let me have my thing, Then I have to respect all everything about you either, even if I don't agree with it, or even if I feel like you have it all. This rabbi said to me once when we were at an event where they were lighting a menorah and there was a Christmas tree. He told me that he had fought. He had been on the state level fighting for the right to have Christmas trees in every town center. And I asked him why. And he said, because he said, you shouldn't worry when people love stuff. He yeah. said, you should worry when people don't love stuff. He's like, when other people have things that, that are important to them, that means that, like, that they have heart and soul and, and families sure. and they care about shit. He was like, the world is getting ugly because people want to take things away from other people. Instead, just be like, hey, listen, if you're gay, like my personal belief is you should get married if you want to or not if you don't want right. to. Yep. If you want to stand for the national anthem, you should, and I admire it. If you want to sit, I'm cool with that too. You do you. Um, I don't take it personal either way, but I do understand both sides. Like I understand why someone's offended when you sit, and I also understand why people sit. I well, just think why, everybody why has is their. J, opinions.
2: Why is, is Jay Z sitting though? I don't. I don't. So you know why Jay Z
0: sitting? I'm going to say this, and you know Jay zs is God to me. Here's why Jay zs sitting. Because he took seven million dollars to work with the NFL, and he got killed by a lot of people in his community for doing it. And someone in his camp said the super bowl you're going to sit and it's going to make you look like a like a martyr and and that's why he did it yeah. and that's not cool to like me he, that's inauthentic right. no, like no question. don't you just made this deal with them and then you he came out and said colin made his point now we're going to move forward then why are you sitting yeah. like wasn't the compromise that like you're going to do this thing now you're still protesting protests have to have demands that can be met and protests have to have to end you can't protest indefinitely, and you can't not ask for something as a payoff for the, for right. the I, especially I, That,
1: that was my first reaction. Like, what does Colin Kaepernick want exactly? Yeah, Because, right. I mean, I can look at, say, Martin Luther King and say there was legislation that he wanted passed. And right. when this gets passed, this will be a victory for us. Well, when you just say, I'm doing this because of... Racism, okay, but but like what? Occupy Wall Street was the best example. (laughs) Oh God! Like I respect Colin Kaepernick for taking a stand—no pun intended. Um, You know more than them because that was just a bunch of like do-nothings who sat around and said we're against the corporations and Wall Street. Okay, so you have. Uh, iPhone in your pocket okay yeah and uh how do you pay for things PayPal okay and so that's backed by a credit card right and like you know you know we're getting school tuitions well you know what then you shouldn't have gone to college you should have gotten a trade and you would be zero debt right now and so those were idiots who you could stop them dead in their tracks by saying so what is it you guys want
0: Exactly. Well, people kill end of
1: conversation.
0: People kill like capital. Now it's cute and cool to like kill businesses and kill capitalism and blah, blah. And I'll say to people that say that, I'm like, so you should be anti Amazon. I mean, that's a company that just absolutely treads on. And you know what? I've had multiple people look at me and be like, yeah, but let's not get ridiculous. Like
3: you can't just not use Amazon.
0: And I'm like, what are you talking about? They said, well, what am I going to do? I go go to the store. Like like literally, Amazon's selling nothing that you can't get somewhere else. They'd be the easiest one to boycott sure. if you're the boycotting type. But the reality is everybody wants their opinion heard, and they're not willing to give up the stuff in their life. They want everyone else to give something up. And by the way, even more on Dr. King, he even would just like each protest had a payoff for that protest. Yep. So it was like, today we're going to march, and we just want this small thing from you. We're going to win this one little thing at a time. Kaepernick could have made a huge impact by giving the NFL – Small things that they could give, in exchange for, hey, you don't want us doing this anymore, then donate money to this this particular person's family who was wrongfully incarcerated and died in jail. Okay, something something that's doable. This is
4: a weird question I just hey. thought of is that it doesn't seem like there are less um, like cop killings than there were two years ago, because uh, I think I don't that there know about are. That. I don't know. Because like, everybody had, it just, all of a sudden, it became a thing. Smartphones, everyone had a smartphone. There were like, you know, the guy getting choked out, selling cigarettes. Yeah. Oh, so had, you're saying killings by police. By, by okay. police. Uh, you know, and I'm not, it's like just in general, it's like there, it seemed like there was a an awareness that just kind of exploded everywhere. And everyone took a side and everyone was pissed off. And I do know it's like cops, like, are still, you know, getting in the way of bad guys do you doing have bad friends, things. Do you have friends with police officers? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Do you? Yes.
0: Okay, I do, I do too. And I'll tell you what, what there is a little bit more of that's, that's somewhat disturbing. Um, there's, it's harder to be a police officer. Absolutely. And so the, the reality is that Everyone there are
4: more cops killing themselves now than like yep. ever. And,
0: and yeah. there's less police officers signing up for the job. So they're all over a lot of places, they're understaffed. And the biggest issue is now you have situations where a police officer knows what the right thing to do is, but has to wonder about the optics. Yeah. And I always say, and that's, that's why, and again, I mean, I love hip hop music, love Jay Z. But I always say it's music being it's anywhere where someone says, fuck police or kill police. You've created a huge problem because the last thing I want a police officer thinking when he pull, when he pulls me over is that this is a dangerous situation. They're human beings, too. So like the reality right. is, are there less police officers shooting people? Maybe. But sometimes there there might also be. I mean, remember in your neighborhood, um, Chesna, Sar- uh, Sergeant Sorry, Chesna, Sergeant, right?
1: Sergeant Chesna, yeah.
0: That guy, uh, that police officer, he knew I mean, this person was a dangerous person. The reality was he didn't shoot him because you wonder if at some point in his head he's thinking, if this goes sideways, um, I, until this guy kills me, no one's going to say it was worth doing this. And instead we end up with a law enforcement officer killed.
1: And and a woman, uh, and, a woman. and an elderly widow who was sitting in her porch by herself yeah. on a Sunday morning at 730. He was, he was 30 minutes oh. away from uh, ending his shift in a quiet section of town that I grew up a five-minute walk from. And uh, my, my wife teaches uh, kindergarten and first grade music and had his uh, daughter in her class. Oh. And um, the motorcycle motorcade went literally right by my driveway, and it, it took 10 minutes to, to go by. So, and I did a fundraiser for um, him. A yeah. bunch of comics did. I was, I was part of it. And for Craft beer
0: seller, Braintree, actually raised a ton of money also for, uh, for his family. But imagine a yes, guy and, holds the rock up, yep. and the police officer shoots him. What's that story read like? Right. Imagine that. But instead he kills him. Yep. Instead the guy kills him. So I just think we both both sides we have to be rational. We have to say, listen, yeah. police officers have to be held accountable by other police officers. People have to be willing to say, that, that guy's not doing okay. But also we all have to be like, hey, I require that police uniform to, to be scary enough to protect me. Yeah. The moment you think opening fire on someone wearing a badge is okay, my, we're lawless. Yeah. I mean at that yeah.
2: point we're, we're – Well, a big problem with – I don't know how we got down this road but well, <laughs> um, <laughs> I
4: was gonna, my whole point with that was like did it actually accomplish anything like the fact that we're even talking about it now like, i think
2: you just see it less like unless it's a, a racial angle i don't think you're going to see it on the the news as much you know what i mean yeah. like the news. oh, listen there's no news story when a police
0: officer of one
2: race kills a police officer of the same race yeah. by the way that, that goes for everybody
0: there was a police there was a kid from eastern massachusetts killed a little bit before the Trayvon Martin thing and before this was big news all the time. And the reason it wasn't a big news story was the kid was black,
2: but so was the officer. So that doesn't, no one's,
0: it doesn't fit someone's agenda. Yeah, right. Right, they all have
2: agendas. But the weird thing to me about seeing the Jay-Z thing was just that, like he is the american dream you know, like literally rags to riches yeah. you know Jesus. what i mean like mm-hmm. i mean he was selling crack maybe, yeah yeah he was yeah literally selling crack you know and now he's where you know is that how the american dream starts he's
1: a, he's a billionaire that the biggest corporation that owns a day of the week comes to him and says we've we've got this problem yeah. uh,
2: solve it for
1: us right. and and he did I, I think the best thing we can do is take those people on either extreme and just ignore them like take the battery out of the megaphone because they yell louder than the people in the vast majority and i mean on one end it's the people who say i'm against police brutality so we're not serving you coffee yeah. pig. <laughs> which has yeah. happened i've written about this where yeah. okay so That's y- you, you, you won't serve a, a police officer in uniform coffee when someone comes in to rob your place yeah. who are you going to call right yeah ghostbusters you know and like yeah. you're gonna call uh you i don't know some politician to come solve your problem right. for you. so and up. then the other end it's i don't know the people who say there's a war on christmas <laughs> I, i'm not gonna say happy holidays yeah, store really. clerk you're you're offending me what about my thing and like there's lunacy there you know when you're talking about the town display thing You see these things all the time where the Church of, like, Satan or the Flying Spaghetti Monster people, they want their display next to the uh, war memorial at Christmas or whatever. And to my thing is, okay, great, I see what you're doing. It's a semantic argument for you, and you're saying your religion is no less uh, legitimate than their religion. Okay, and when you win that court battle, which you will, then what happens next? Right. Are you gonna build a hospital in the name of Satan? Are you gonna go? Are you gonna? Is the flying spaghetti monster are gonna encourage you to go to some impoverished third world country and dig wells? Right. Because that's what the people from the legitimate religions are doing. And you just you're just here to win an argument and then go home to you by yourself and fucking. You so know, when you play, I just wish play, those play video games. more going
0: on in their lives. Like I
2: I get worked up about shit too, but then I'm like, oh shit, I got other stuff. Yeah, but you just <laughs> send it. Oh my like, god. You could just send it though. 140 characters. You can just fire it off real quick and like. oh, like Trump when he when he when he he said uh, Kansas was proud of everybody last
0: week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How does nobody like the only reason
0: that scares me? The only reason because it's just funny, like it's just funny. And by the way, I'm on like I'll always be comfortable going on record to say I told my wife this the day after the election. I'm like, it sucks. But like man, like oh, in four years, the, the world's going to be all right, and, and in four more years, it'll be all
4: right. Have you guys seen videos of him trying to drink water? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I've never, I don't think he's ever had a sip of anything without straws, or he's got fake teeth or something. Oh, he, he definitely said, has fake teeth. There's something going yeah, on. He's just like, he gets like right up to it, and he's just kind
0: of like... <laughs> 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 but the tweet thing, the only reason that I, I'm concerned Sorry. at all about that is more just that, like, this... The leader of the free world no, it's is not the communicating. Free world, no, what about his own country? He doesn't know. No, but no, I don't care that he doesn't know. You're missing my point. I don't give a fuck that he doesn't know that the chiefs aren't from kids. I don't care. What I care is that the leader of the fucking free world communicates openly with the entire globe through this platform and doesn't check his own information for accuracy or doesn't have he somebody doesn't else. Have, so oh it's like when I saw that, it. I just thought, like, how much other shit does he put out that someone in his office? Can you imagine working for the guy? You know, you're just like, oh fuck! Yeah, like at all times, it? you're like, dude, when, what the fuck?
1: When I put a factual inaccuracy in the middle of a three thousand word blog, it kills me. Oh, like if I, I, know, I if bad. I get a play wrong or something, yeah, or right. I thought this was, oh, I I thought Vinatieri's kick against Carolina was the last play of the game. No, there was nine seconds left on the right, clock. Right. Damn it! Yeah. And I put that out there. I sound like an idiot know, or whatever. And, and right, and this guy is just constantly communicating with the, with the whole world. The thing and is, he could have just I, not
0: so, said anything about where they were from. He could have just been like, congratulations to the Chiefs. He had to say, you've made the state – by the way, he probably did make the state – they probably did make the state of Kansas proud, and the state of Rhode Island, right. and the <laughs> state of Illinois. Like, he could have been like, what I meant was right. specifically and a, Kansas. And it's a
1: battleground state, so get that <laughs> one right, right, right. Yeah, if yeah. you get nothing nothing <laughs> else right. Cool. Well, I, uh, I, and my thing is I, I used to make fun of people who used, say, Facebook to take pictures of their dinner plates or – Here's another video of my cat sleeping. And a, I, I welcome those days. Please bring them back. Right. I've stopped going on it pretty much just because it's all people I know that are angry about politics, and they're posting articles that enrage them, and they want you to be equally enraged. And this is on both ends of the spectrum. Oh. Like I have the Internet. I can find my own articles. Thank you very right. much. But they're just so... Angry that I, we're divided, and I don't think it's coming back. When, when
2: you write something, Andrew Yang, maybe. When you raise something, uh, you know, fairly political, do you get way more haters? See, critics? I, I don't. I know you stay away from, it, but you talk uh, about I, the spaghetti monster. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think the Barstool audience, and I'm, I'm making fun of PC culture, yeah, and of course, things that I think are extremist and right. loony and and whatever. Yeah. And I, I think that that speaks to our audience pretty oh, much. Oh yeah, yeah. Politically. I think our office is lousy with um, people on both ends of the spectrum. And, you know, the the smartest thing that this site ever did, and we did in the early days, is no politics because – you know, yeah. uh, Republicans every, yeah. buy shoes too. Yeah, exactly. Red, red shirts and blue shirts by uh, states. Um, red Saturdays shirts and all the blue boys. States by <laughs> shirts. We get it. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> for me to say. But um, well, that's how yeah. apolitical. You yeah, yeah, yeah. It, exactly. My my f- new philosophy is that um, we move back in with England. We just go back to our parents and yeah. just say, you know what, 250 years is a good run for a democracy. Do you feel yeah. like, they, well, you feel like they're not, getting it right? No, yeah. Is that what you feel <laughs> no, like? But, it right? No, but just let's, <laughs> oh, you know, like you just watch, go. You watch
4: yeah. Parliament? It's like yeah. the best. They're always yelling yeah. at each other.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. I, so, I just want to go to the Queen and go, remember that stuff we said? We don't have to live in your rules. We can go on our own. Yeah, well, we're not paying our bills, and our roommate's not talking to us, and it's really not working out. <laughs> so can we just go back in and you can solve all our problems for us? And I don't think Britain can afford our debt. You can't afford our <laughs> debt. Right. You look like it's, it's a real. So basically
2: all show. your haters and critics are just people that hate Tom Brady. Online, I mean, yeah,
1: uh, pretty much. And you know, And I, I welcome it. I,
2: I have, yeah, how do you deal with them? You just I, respond with, do you even respond or a lot of, uh, them go back some, and forth?
1: Sometimes, yeah, exactly. I, 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 people who talk about the internet like it's this, like, you know, uh, the the night is dark and full of terrors. I, I don't know, they're not gonna I, come kill you. I don't take it seriously. They're just, you right. know, it's zeros and ones to me, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and people like. A lot of guys in Boston media, I was talking about how much contempt they have, love to talk about how many people they've blocked, how many people they've, oh, God. Uh, oh guys who couldn't look at the text line while they were doing a show because of the the negativity. I just kind talk of about John Dennis up.
0: specifically. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, look, he's not alone in that. Yeah, yeah. And it's okay if you don't care about it, but if like, that negativity gets to you, then I, I don't know. I mean, it's tough just, business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, for me, it's not. The biggest problem isn't so much the color of person's skin; it's the thickness of their skin.
2: Yeah, right. And I there's po- a lot of sense of people in media for sure, oh, yeah. which is like comical because your whole job is to communicate with people. So it's like if they communicate back, you're gonna be upset with them. That I guess, and never maybe made sense. It, maybe maybe
1: it's hard if someone's just telling you all day that you suck and you don't know what you're talking <laughs> yeah, about right, or whatever. Right. Or if someone says they're not you're not funny. All right, sure. That's that's subjective. You know, someone else will like it, but. I, I blocked one guy one time, and it's because he was constantly coming at me with specific things about, I know where you drink, and one day you're going to feel a tap on your shoulder and a punch, oh. and you don't tip. And I finally just <laughs> called him out. Someone told me who he was. Oh yeah. And so I, I had this back and forth with him and I, one night because I was bored, and I just said, so where do I drink? Where is my place? Like, what section of Massachusetts is it in? Yeah. And he couldn't tell me. Look, name a bar I go to. He couldn't tell me. So I said, here's what I know about you. Here's your name. This is the band you were in. You're tending bar. Cause you bear, you, you, your band failed. You and he starts going, Hey, hey, I'm just having fun, man. I yeah, go, yeah. I go, and you have a beard that looks like a 70s vagina, <laughs> yeah. and I'm banning you. And I did. I never. And then he got banned from Twitter a while ago. Oh, after. Really? But that's one out of, yeah, ten, twelve years I've been on it. So I, 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 I welcome it, man. It's 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 a nasty place, but that's because that's what life is. So
0: I had somebody once, uh, not very long ago actually, say on on a a social media platform mentioned some like some personal stuff like not anything just more like to let me know they knew who I was and I didn't know who they were so I sent the guy a private message I was like who are you what's your relationship to this conversation that's being had between me and this person and like what's the deal and they wrote back oh dude I'm so sorry like I was friends with your college roommate blah blah I remember you and by the way like dude I was just clowning around and I happen to agree with your point Wow, like, you're a prick like dude, you're a prick like you decided to to make me feel like unsafe about my per- Like my actual life and embarrass me publicly and you agree with my fucking point. Oh, that's <laughs>
1: sociopathic It was bizarre
0: man, when, when but it was talk- also chicken shit because the okay. first thing when I was like, oh, hey It was like immediately Back like oh, oh listen by the way big fan and I'm like, yeah. dude, that's not
1: cool You know what it, you, you live a different life online So it's it to me. It's a lot like when you're in your car and someone swerves across the, the the lane, and they get back in, and you fucking hate that person, and you, everything in the world that's wrong with another human being they embody, and if you actually met that person, you go, oh, it's just some woman who just was, like, dropped something or whatever, she got distracted for a second, and you'd, you'd feel bad. Well, online, you've got that same kind of armor. Like, you're an idiot who doesn't know anything about what he's talking about. And you would never say it to their face. So I was doing an appearance for EEI one time at a bar, a Patriots game, and hanging out giving out stuff. And a guy was threatening me from – he says, I'm here, and I'm going to – and uh, oh, you're geez. an asshole. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm to kill you. I'm going to punch your lights out ass. or whatever. And I'm like, well, that's odd. You know, yeah. just a guy <laughs> well, yeah. here giving out key rings and T-shirts right. or whatever and watching the Pats game. And when I f- he told me what jersey he was wearing and I ignored it, half an hour later I'm talking to someone and this guy's standing kind of in my peripheral vision and it was him and he was just this nebbish like this <laughs> thick glasses and just this weak guy who probably couldn't like lift a, a barbell with no weights on yeah. it over his head who just was threatening me in these specific ways. I never even talked to him. He didn't talk to me. Yeah. And I just go, wow, it's strange. You could man. say it
2: online but not uh, not to my face. But And weird- why? Like what the hell i doing? Yeah, I'm of course. Doing? Well, Barstool they've had you know the funny thing to me is that the, you know there's critics and there's critics online they just shout into the abyss but then when you have critics like uh you know Real Sports or Brian Gumble or whatever do actual pieces like oh yeah you're, you're legitimizing the company right so now more people are again eyes on it and then most people can judge for themselves what is you know out of bounds or not out of bounds or you know is that content for me or not you know what I mean so these media companies that that try to play, you know, the arbiter of of everybody, that never works because you're just putting more eyeballs on that site or whatever. And and I, most people are smart enough to to realize if content's good for them or not. You know, you either like it or you don't like well, it. Well, the woman from the
0: Washington Post that put out the Kobe story was getting th- like death threats and stuff. But the craziest part was she was getting rape threats and the craziest part about that i was like you're so mad that she (laughs) called out your idol for being a rapist that you threatened to rape her like at least at least you're at least i get your moral value statements at least you're like don't mention the fact he's a rapist because I support him as a rapist and will rape you. Yeah. Like, it's not funny, but at the same time, it's kind of funny. It's like, are you? Right. Yeah. Did you catch yourself? Like, and also, would, are there people in your real life that you would say, yeah, that bitch, I threatened to rape her. Yeah, like, right. would you say that out loud? No, I know. Is that something you'd admit to? Um, you know, but yeah, they, that woman, like, and, and the Washington Post didn't do anything to support her or, or protect her. No, they, her, they, they, or, like, they, they, they suspended her. Yeah, only for like
2: a day, though. That's yeah. It's still and, stupid. Still, yeah, and, not cool. And
1: look, I... I felt it's inappropriate to say things about this in the aftermath of him um, dying, so I didn't. Right. It's as simple as that. If someone else chooses to, all right, you, uh, Gary Tangway sure. came right out with a tweet. Didn't yeah. care about his personal life, but he was a great basketball player. And then right, he I but it I, I, too. I'm not about like the, the cancel culture thing, and people debate whether it's real or not. I think it's real, oh, and it's I'm, sure I'm real. against it. Like, if there's someone who like a host who goes on WEI and says, we are a racist city and everything bad you ever hear about is 100% true. I want that guy in front of a microphone because I like to keep tabs on yeah, him. Yeah, of course. I like to know where you are. Yeah, like right. I'm not like, get him off the air. Yeah. How dare you? And, and that's whether if somebody hates me or whatever. The Barstool comment section in its nadir, and its low point, was great for me because I went from, wow, Things used to all be positive. Now I'm getting this, like, hate stuff sent to me to the point where if they said – if I went three comments without someone saying I molest the kids that I coach, I'm like, I'm having a good day. Yeah, yeah. They right. really like me today. So by the time I hit it to, like, EEI, nothing – I was bulletproof. Yeah. Because I'd been through the worst, and you just come to accept it, and we clean that up. All that stuff is gone, all the nasty, like, racist stuff from – Anonymous Idiots is gone, and that's it's a better world when, when there's silence. But right. the, the big ones, I've, I kind of want to hear from them. Kobe, so has, no.
0: Kobe has a good quote, actually, where he said uh, – it was one of the quotes that got posted after his death that I liked. It was, um, having haters is a really great thing because people don't hate good ones. They hate great ones. <laughs> yep. And uh, it's true, right? It's like at, at some point, the reason that guy in your inbox is like, oh, dude, I was just messing around is because like, they think of you the way you think of LeBron. Like, I shit on LeBron all day. If I met LeBron, they, like, he seems to be, seems to be a great him. human being. Yeah, like, I wouldn't yeah. shit on LeBron to his face. I'd be like, dude, I'm, what you've done is incredible in your life. I just hate on him because, to me, it's like he's a character. It's like he's not a human being. Yeah. And as goofy as it sounds, like, there are people out there that think of you as not, like, they just, they hate this idea. They don't actually hate you. they buy you a beer. The guy that probably is the loudest in your comment section, if they met you, would probably be like, dude, I got to buy that guy a beer so I can tell my buddies I met Jerry Thornton and bought him a beer. You yeah, know? it's, it's <laughs>
1: funny. I've never had anyone come up to me and say, hey, I think you suck. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> you know right, what right, I mean? Right, right. They'll, they'll say it on, online, but, you know, b- bigger targets get get more shit, I'm sure, and I, I can't for the life of me imagine what it's like to be a woman who writes for the Washington Post Jesus. and the kind of hate stuff or Michael that they, they got... Yeah, there's a guy who brings it on himself, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, or El Prez.
2: Know. El Prez, i I'm sure has his fair share of haters. Oh, un- yeah. un- unbelievably, and I mean his
1: though. his are HBO and the Globe, yeah, and right. you know, and like it, media conglomerates here. Yeah, d- W E I. When we, we, God oh, forbid, for sure. we had our logo slapped on a towel at the Bruins game. <laughs> oh, I know. And they did that same rehash, <laughs> and I called them out for it, and they had me on. Uh, omf to talk about it and i just you know and, and seemed really pissed off that i defended my site and i'm like you're the guys who always told me sports radio is all about having an argument yeah. well i'm having an argument right you know right. but oh no how dare you defend your own company because that was old
2: sports radio old sports radio oh yeah
1: i mean we've had people trying to put us out of business forever and it, the readership and the listenership grows because like you said the the uh, call her daddy, girl. So, the chicks in the office, right. so Oh, my yeah. wife
2: listens to t- since she had serious, uh, the chicks in the office, and now she you know follows them on Instagram. They just talk like she wants to be one of them, just talking about celebrities all day, but you know, like, I, I mean, that's what, what a life right. that's well, where Portland is
1: great with, you know. Our entire power structure is Dave and women. Anyone right, with a of C course. before in their title, CEO, CFO, yeah, they're all, all, all women. Females. And uh, my favorite reaction to that investment was uh, Eric, our CEO. Just she wrote a thing about. Um, yeah, Is that him just trying to save money. Seventy eight percent. She would uh, four hundred and fifty million reasons to be glad I'm a token CEO. Yeah, exactly. she was called the oh. token. I mean, talk about uh, people with no sense of irony. Right. You're saying that, you know, this company that has a, a run by a woman is sexist. Oh, but she's a token. Oh, but we're the sexist. Yeah, right. Okay, fantastic. Exactly.
2: You know. exactly, On that note,
0: yeah, um, we really appreciate you being here today. Hey, this, this was, was a lot of
1: fun. I feel like we we went ten minutes, but it might have been four hours. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> no, no, t- well, tell Dave cool. that um, we're available if you want to join the podcast. Let's not put too much pressure on Mr. Thorpe. All right, you know, no, he gotta, stays out of the business side of things. Those, those No, he's
1: just the text. That's all he has to do. Those pages are not going to click themselves, guys. I gotta, I gotta get them clicks baited. So, uh, but no, it's for sure. it's fun, man. I never met you guys before. We've talked online a little yeah. bit, but jeez, you you guys got a good thing going here,
0: and it's a, I, I had a lot of laughs. Well, thank you. Most of them you caused, and we appreciate that. In, uh,
1: February twenty second. Yes, at uh, Victory Point in Marina Bay. Really nice place. Tickets are available online. I'll start posting links to, to that. But uh, we've got great show. Paul Keenan and Bill Farrell, because we are really celebrating diversity there. We're going from <laughs> tall Irishman to short Irishmen. <laughs> Well, hey, we'll that's get, cool we'll, though. That is that's cool. Just this show only. We'll yeah. we'll we'll get some in there. Not after St. Patrick's Day because they're usually pretty useless. Uh, for a <laughs> couple, couple of weeks, including me. Yeah, of course,
0: oh, that's pretty good. Dave, appreciate you being here as well. And Corey, you? you did a great job. Who, who's our sponsor today? And, uh, so it's one more Again, time. craft beer sellers in Braintree. Thank you very much for uh, for giving us the beers that we didn't really drink today. But either way, we will at some point. Uh, anybody that needs some great beers over there in the landing. Um, Right there in Braintree Uh, Again Corey Thank you very much And this was Heat in the Kitchen